Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. We are here for a late one. Happy May the 4th be with you slash Cinco de Mayo, depending on your time zone. Rick Dare, K. Captain Brunch with Destin Soglo Frazier. Just because of the memes, I'm going Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, I think just because of the memes, I'm going May the 4th be with you. <laughs> see, I see too many May the 4s. Not enough Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, they're too drunk to remember the tweet about it. I'm saying, like... <laughs> Well, tonight we get to watch a whole shit ton of wrestling. We got the whole draft to uh, go over and talk about why people are crying about that. We get to discuss our predictions for this Saturday's upcoming WWE Backlash in Puerto Rico. And talk about why people are crying about that. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. kickoff. We will be in the chat room. For a watch along, if you're listening to this on iHeart or any other podcast platform, that'll be twitch.tv slash talkbrunch. You can see it live. If you're watching live, we you gotta click the chat room and just watch along with us. Yeah, we get a first look at some upcoming trailers to things, some interesting impact debuts, a little bit of Chavo backtracking. We even hear <laughs> from uh we even hear from Alberto Del Rio. Among others. Okay, that's new. Yeah, hopefully I don't skip it through the time, so don't quote me, but it's there if we want it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely an interesting one. And also, we get to talk about the results of uh, what's happening with AEW All In's Wembley Stadium. And if that's turning out okay for them. There's been a lot of pessimism and optimism on that side, as there always is with AEW, the polarizing brand that it is. So. Yeah, but there's been a lot of draft talk, a lot of changes since we've last been on here. All the rosters are different now. It's crazy. Yeah, and they almost <laughs> I'll talk about it when we get there. But yeah, they did some they did a clean. They did some clean swapping. That's what I want to say. Yeah, nothing too messy. Yeah, I remember the first draft that I've ever seen. It was mayhem. I didn't like it. I, I would completely rejected the idea, but they made it like a detrimental draft, you know, like they changed. It was the, uh, the, uh, the Vince Flair one, right? That was your first one. Yes, that was the very first one. They split yeah. up a lot of a lot of important teams and stables. They changed the entire landscape of everything. But if see, mine, that, I think, was the one I want to say if 2004 was the one after that, then, yeah, that was mine. That was my first one. Yeah, I stopped even paying attention after like the first couple after that. I just didn't care about you or whatever. <laughs> this doesn't even make any sense anymore. You know, but if it wasn't for that, it would have probably never gotten people like JBL, right? Yeah. He, he had to break away from Farouk for that. We would have never gotten, uh, I don't know, what else did we get? There were some good things that came of it. Some people got good singles runs. Yeah, some good, kind of some bad came. It was all right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take our first look at apparently the uh, Twisted Metal TV show. Because, yeah, remember the old game for PlayStation, Twisted Metal? The God, how could I forget it? 
view easily because they never make it anymore even though every other franchise has annual releases and comes out quite regularly twisted metal one of the most successful sony playstation franchises nowhere to be seen you would think that it's like an <laughs> elaborate rpg like the, the witcher or hogwarts or skyrim where it's like they have to build not trying to bury freaking twisted medicals with a fun game but it's cars running around shooting missiles and shit at each other like surely we can do better than one a decade right <laughs> like Twisted Metal was like, you gotta let it marinate. You gotta let it sizzle. It'd be one thing if it was just like some random title. That was like one of their bread and butter titles that they were known for. You know, Twisted Metal is is an actual Sony exclusive, not some shit they made up that like tugs at the heartstrings just to make you feel like you have, you're special. You know, like these were real games. Remember, you Don't had shit uh, on my Detroit become human. Certain, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you had Spectre. That was one of my favorite guys. He was like the the car that would shoot missiles, and his missiles went through the buildings and hit you. I always loved the ice cream truck. That was my that was my go to. Yeah, what was his name again? Was it was it uh, Sweet Tooth, right? Sweet Tooth. Yeah, like yeah. his name always escaped me, but I always remember this was the ice cream truck. Yeah, well, you got a lot more Sweet Tooth played by Samoa Joe in this Peacock series. Samoa Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Oh, a sweet tooth. <laughs> okay, what the hell is this? Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Nice. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, they just tease us. Lame. Lame. Yo, I mean, he did say teaser stars now. <laughs> yeah, it was a tease. They didn't show me enough to really cool. form a fucking opinion on that one. Anyways, a ten a little bit. this is a 10-episode series set to premiere July 27th. It's also going to star Anthony Mackie, as you saw there, Captain America himself, Taj Vahans, Stephanie Beatrice, Shell Ramos, and Michael Carollo. Oh, and so there's Peacock for you. <laughs> if you didn't have a reason to have it before and this is a mature series TV MA you know it's one of those yeah so this one's not there to babysit your children yeah I mean they should know what Twisted Metal is if they have children you know their, you know, children, aren't gonna, their children aren't gonna know what the hell Twisted Metal is you know some <laughs> people don't you know some people don't parent well come on now like they never really reveal what it is you know like they, they haven't like no. te- they haven't crossed it over with anything to familiarize people with it in any way. Did you were you a big twisted metal person? I wasn't a big twisted metal perp guy, but like I played it quite a bit. Like it was always a really really fun game. Yeah, I like it's it. one of those games where if it would have if they would have had like a recent like remastering or something that came out recently, I'd have grabbed it because like I'm familiar enough with the game to remember it. It's one of those games like Left 4 Dead where the original developers never ma- bothered to make one, so as a result, we wound up with 10 shitty other ones. 
Yes. Because a lot of people try to make games with cars and arenas, and they also WWE even did one once. Do you remember that? The WWE had a, had I a don't twisted metal. Man, we have to find it now. What was it called? They were, oh, uh, shit. They literally took, they, they ripped off Twisted Metal, and it, all they did was they made everybody a WWE person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. How the, how the, have you seen that? <laughs> That's so, amazing. The sad part is I feel like I should remember it. That's oh, the worst God. part. Oh, God. I know and anyone in our community would know this, but, yeah, they made a game during the Attitude Era, and it was Twisted Metal, but... You were you were WWE people, and they all their cars would shoot out stuff that was like from their gimmick. It was crazy, man. WWE Crush Hour. That's what it was. Yes, that is what it was. We got we're gonna look up a trailer in a minute. <laughs> oh my god, it's kind of funny though because you mentioned him as a uh, Captain America, but I I don't know if he would be considered obscure. But when I think Anthony Mackie, that's not even the movie I think of anymore. Because uh, he also played uh, the role of Tupac in Notorious. Oh well, I think Captain America because he was it, he was in a series as Captain America, you know. Yeah, that's true. And plus, he's been you know uh, Falcon's been Captain America very long. I think longer than I've had this show. Falcon the has Lord. been Captain America. Like that design that you see of him that he has now, like that just now gets him up to where he is you know what i mean like oh all- king quest he's papa doc from eight mile like dude i was trying to pick oh, a good time man. yeah pick a good one for especially because falcon's like one of my favorite marvel heroes man yeah you know but yeah he's been like, like that character's been falcon going back to like over, over a decade and the same thing steve rogers becomes old different reason but uh but yeah this exact same storyline and I, that's why i always told people like when it happened i was excited for it because it was it was like they picked a really good guy for that role and it's a really important role to have, you know? Oh, yeah. That dude's great. When I first saw him in the comics, I remember I fell in love with the design. I was like, that shit is dope. You have the shield with the, with the, the, the patriotic thing and then the wings, too, along with, like, along with like your own freaking uh, scout. Even though the bird's a living thing in the comics, it's not, it's not a fucking uh, yeah. drone. <laughs> What's up, Quest? How you doing, man? Hope you're good. You ready for Twisted Metal Quest? You ready for uh, ready for Samoa Sweet Tooth? I'm worried. I'm not gonna act like I'm not worried here. Everything nowadays you have to go into it with a little bit of worry though, so it's normal at this point. Oh man, you're gonna have me looking on the internet for that. I can't believe you've never seen it before. <laughs> how would we I ain't gonna have you doing nothing? <laughs> how would we get Alexa to find this one, right? Because you gotta be careful with her. WWE Crush Hour gameplay. Oh my god, I can't believe this one got to pop back up after all this. That needs to be the next retro stream. Holy shit. We have the technology. We can make it happen. I just can't believe that you never even heard of it. I wish there was a way we could see all the characters that are that are available for it. Oh, this is going to be a nice little trip down memory lane. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got here. 
Welcome to the landscape of television now that WWE owner Mr. McMahon controls all the Wait, I do remember this. Now you can see his WWE superstars in all your favorite TV shows and commercials. And though the critics continue to protest, you can't argue with success. In fact, Mr. McMahon is now revving up for his most anticipated and some say dangerous debut to date. A no-holds-barred battle where the superstars trade in their muscle for muscle cars. Welcome to Crush Hour. Thanks to our sponsor, <laughs> Mr. McMahon. Hey, fucking Tonight, coach. Oh, God. Battling for survival behind the wheel. Let's take you to the action. Oh, do we got to watch the intro and shit now? The Rock! <laughs> Triple H! <laughs> Kurt Angle! I love how they're in their gear. Jericho. Booker T! Rob Van! I wish you would stand across a little longer. Kishi. The Big Show! Stacy Keebler, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Unlockables, Test, <laughs> Ooh, that's out of place, Ray Ray. Chuck, Chuck and Billy were in this shit, Billy, <laughs> William Regal, yeah, Chris Benoit, Oh. Trish Stratus. Kane. God damn, there were a lot of cars. The Undertaker. Steve Austin. Brock Lesnar. The Rock. Good lord. Yes, a lot. And that was just the ones that were unlocked. There were like eight more that weren't even available at the moment. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Ross, and welcome to another action. Jimmy, I was doing commentary. I'm done. <laughs> oh, this looks like my kind of bullshit. Oh, my God. The cars have entrances. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Good. This, this is conveniently bleeped out. It's doing the rock center and stuff for those on iHeart. Yeah, look at that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Axel was the guy with wheels his hands. And Twisted Metal. Wasn't his name Axel? I think so. He was permanently bonded to his car or some crazy shit. I, yeah, it's funny that the cars would have entrances, right? Coming down the ramp and everything. There's the bell. Let's hope this one is one oh, to remember. God. It's like a SmackDown fist. That was great. It, it didn't sound like Jared the commentary so much as they took drops of him from the from Raw. Like, listen to that. <laughs> listen to what happens. That's from a fucking <laughs> raw or something. He's not actually. I was thinking Gerald wouldn't do this shit. <laughs> Kurt Angle just picked up 
Might have, because that wasn't right. That wasn't a live rock. All right. Quest said that's from here. Come. You come to paint didn't have commentary though. Comes the paint didn't have commentary and there was random music I was playing in the background. Oh, it was like SmackDown vs. Raw, good lord. I barely remember that game. <laughs> this is so this is so bad, it's great. Oh my god. Yo, could we play this? <laughs> I don't know I mean I I'm sure we could actually. Unfortunately. Channel would hate us or love us, depending on how you look at it. We played Redfall, they'd be alright. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Yo, there was another game that they ripped off that was sort of like, um. What the fuck is the name of the game? Uh, it was sort of like Double Dragon slash River City Ransom, except that the girl that See, gets kidnapped is Stephanie and you're Triple H. <laughs> and you would just you would just come out the same way like you came out of walking down the street you'd just be beating up guys and shit <laughs> I always wanted to play that King Quest said it looks like something you play for the old PlayStation demo disc yes. doesn't it what, what, what console was this oh shit I can't even remember By the way, the guy. By the way, the guy's YouTube channel is called Long Play Archive. In case you guys are wondering, where we are watching this, as you can see, the Long Play Archive. If you want to go watch it yourself. Okay, so it looks like it heart. came out in 2003 for the GameCube and PlayStation 2. They were gonna have an Xbox version, but it got canceled. This was for the fucking PlayStation 2 slash Xbox One era. No, no, no. I'm talking about like PlayStation. Talk about like the OG Xbox. Yeah, like but the that's first what, no, that's what I'm saying. Like the OG Xbox PlayStation 2 era. I know whatever you're oh, talking about. Yeah. You don't think this looks a little bit rough for them? Well, yeah, apparently. Well, yeah, this is, Oh, God. This. Like Halo 1 existed. You know, like. You had shit like that's Fable. Just funny, you know? That's just like, kind of funny to hear that, like, it came out for GameCube and it came out for PlayStation, but Xbox was. But then the Xbox One got shut down in the middle. But think about it. That's. In order for this to not be like this, better looking GameCube games, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, GameCube. Look, GameCube had some off ones. All right. Yeah, but this, I've seen some really good looking GameCube. Game, GameCube did Resident Evil Four. That's the that's the fucking GameCube first. Had GameCube had beautiful Joe. Res, let's not forget Resident Evil Four. The one of the most popular Resident Evils came out on the GameCube and was ported to everything else. That's a big deal. For anyone who's not familiar with it, that's the one with Leon and the place with all the Spanish people and shit. That was like a pretty hard game to pull off, let alone on a fucking GameCube. And this is what we have for the for the car game. Jericho, attacking with great ferocity. I don't know. This is a pretty low budget. The big show. This was one of those. If you were a wrestling fan, you got it. But if you weren't, you didn't touch it. <laughs> I don't even think if you were a wrestling fan, man. <laughs> It's not like there's online. Is there split screen at least so you could suffer with a friend? Oh fuck if I know. 
This is so much fucking worse than I remember it. But it's so funny. Kurt Angle has the twisty rockets. It sounds like a robot JR. Kurt Angle! The twisty rockets! <laughs> like if you listen to a fucking robot JR. Like they made him say specific JR words. The robot. They made him say a list of words and then they just chained them together. Like. The twisty rockets. You see that shit? That's a robot JR. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell. No, what's up, nihilistic? This is uh called WWE Crush Hour. WWE Crush Hour. We are we're watching on YouTube, we're watching gameplay, a long play of it. Because we just finished watching the trailer to the upcoming Peacock series, Twisted Metal. And it reminded me. Being that this is a wrestling podcast and all, that that uh, that there used to be a freaking twisted metal, but with WWE stars. And Destin was able to remember what the name was or acquire the name, and then we just looked it up, and here we are watching. This is what WWE's twisted metal was. <laughs> but I digress. My long-winded point, now that we've watched a long period of this, was that. By Twisted Metal not coming out with a current installment, it left a void in that genre, and as a result, we wound up with like 10 or 20 shitty clones, much like this. So it's interesting to me that this is the time they decide to revive it as a 10-episode TV series, because uh, it's not even known by this generation of gamers. Their parents are going to know what Twisted Metal is. And for anyone who's never seen it, look it up. It looks better than this shit. I can't believe this is a GameCube game. Are you sure, man? Yeah. It came out for the GameCube and the PS2 in 2003. This is a generation dated from that. Ooh. What the <laughs> fuck did they do with this? <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like the usual stuff where WWE tries to incorporate itself into something else. It's just like, well, hey, we're here. They'll buy it. <laughs> oh, my God. I've only seen this a couple of times, and this is so much worse than I remember. <laughs> like, I didn't pay too much attention to it, because I knew it was going to be crap, but holy shit. From all of us here at the WWE, I'm good old JR saying goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Dude, they just took sound bites. JR didn't commentate for this fucking shit. I don't know, what, I don't know how they did that. <sighs> Because there's certain words that I've never heard him say, but he said that. How you doing, Nihilistic? <laughs> oh, this is too much. We're holding up the show watching this. <laughs> if anyone, anybody listening to this on iHeart or TuneIn or anything, look up, uh, what is this channel? This is Longplay Archive. You could find, if, if you want to suffer and see what, what we're talking about in the audio, this is WWE Crush Hour. This is crazy. Oh, My favorite shoot. part is Jim Ross. Like I, <laughs> oh my god! 
This is unbelievable. How'd you like that, <laughs> jackass? I love the AI heads talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the sound it, effect wow. to the gun sounds like some shit you'd hear on the Atari 2600. This seems like a Jaguar game. <laughs> this this feels like some shit that was supposed to be for Jaguar, and then maybe they got the licensing for WWE and moved up in the world. Because this has the vibe of a Jaguar game. I'm seeing fucking Jaguar textures. Fucking, end, fucking game was supposed to be on the N-Gage. It has those shitty Jaguar sound effects. It has that flat-looking Jaguar. This was a fun Oh my Jaguar god, King Quest found the unlockables. It was supposed to be Bradshaw, Devon, Christian, Hogan, Nash, Leader, Ric Flair, Stephanie, and How could they not have put fucking... Can you imagine the sound drops we would have been hearing when all the cars are shooting each other if you had Hogan out there? Oh my god. That would have made this a whole different game. This is the one game that having the old unlockables doesn't annoy me as much as like in the current show. I'm like, ah, come on, I don't want 80s guys. Now I'm like, yeah. Could you imagine the shit that they'll be saying? The big show. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> All right. See the way they take he talks he talks to somebody the rock is almost at the missile like he's like they fucking they just took different drops of JR and strung them together this is incredible all right I would I could stay here all day I could stay here all day <laughs> really good we gotta move on we have so much shit to talk about JR saying goodbye and inviting you to join us in our next WWE presentation see he doesn't even say what it is oh god. They just stole JR. JR wasn't going to be a part of you. Let's stop this. Oh, my God. But if you do <laughs> decide you want to go down that rabbit hole, Destin, just to show you, look at how many different people on YouTube are. <laughs> Why are so many of these videos hours long, though? <laughs> I don't know. Like, bro, you... <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Somebody should get me to play that shit. You get a match. And that's all you fucking get. Oh boy, I'm I'm good on this though. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so sorry we took so long on that. That was just supposed to be like a icebreaker talking about the hey, that shit was metal funny, all right? That's a... <laughs> I didn't know. It just hit me. It was like, we laughed, y'all laughed. That's all that matters. Oh lord. Good golly, Miss Molly. So there's a couple that's been teaming together at house shows as of recently that we haven't spoken about. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is uh let me get them up here for you. It is Tayton Paxley and her IRL lovey. Do you know who it is, Dustin? I do not. Who's she fucking? Well, he's somebody. That's for sure. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Big body Javi. Oh, you lucky bitch. 
<laughs> Girl, you better count your motherfucking blessings. He's moving up in the world there, man. Big body Javi. She got him for his big body. She got her for Look something. That. Look, they've been teaming together. You see that? That's big body Javi. I told you this man was going to aspire to great things. He's big body Javi. He can't get greater than that. Yeah, he's on NXT level up for anybody who's ever seen that before. They're like, what's level up? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just figured you would like to know. You didn't expect it to be big body Javi, I could tell. Once you said somebody, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Must be saving him for the wins. All right. Well, anyway, as you guys know, it is draft week. The WWE draft is upon us. We're going to have to talk about some of the stuff that went down. The draft started with SmackDown. We didn't even get to choose this week without screwing this up. All right. We'll go over all of the the draft results afterwards. But yeah, SmackDown episode 1236 came to some Copers Christie's Texas American Bank Center. Merck. Fuck yeah. SmackDown on Fox, sponsored by Progressive. KO and Sami Zayn defend against the greatest tag team in history. Triple H! You know, Wade, Triple H was once involved in the famous... And welcome to the 2023 WWE Draft. Ground rules, because everybody knows I'm a big stickler for rules. 50% of the roster will be drafted tonight those are the super- so that's the thing they did here so 50 percent of the people in wwe between raw and smackdown can be drafted to either brand tonight the other 50 get drafted on raw to be clear it's not that the smackdown people get drafted on the smackdown and the raw people get drafted on raw it's both times it's a mix of people because i know that through people but these are the 50 people eligible to be drafted tonight or at least on this episode of smackdown yeah, basically. To be drafted here tonight. Superstars from NXT are also available to be drafted. So it's time to shake things up. This first pick goes to SmackDown. Roman Reigns, the bloodline. So we should talk about these as, as they come up. Because I know there's been a lot of, obviously, because it's something that happened, there's been a lot of people arguing on Twitter about it, right? Yeah, because what else does the IWC have to do with their life? Yeah, pretty much. All right, so for me, my issue isn't who gets drafted here. My issue is that you start a draft by keeping somebody where they are. Wasn't Roman Reigns more or less SmackDown? He would be on SmackDown more than Raw, even though he's going between both both shows. I considered him SmackDown. Yeah, he was basically more or less considered SmackDown. I guess the only thing this makes the difference in is that, like, it's not like we're going to see Roman on Raw. Like, he's just going to be on SmackDown. I guess. Raw's first pick tonight, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Here's another situation. Isn't Rhodes only on Raw? On another case, he was more on Raw than he was SmackDown. I felt like he was occasionally on SmackDown, but I considered him a Raw guy. No one had to tell me he was a Raw guy. I considered <laughs> him one. Am I the only one who considered him a Raw guy? Is it is it the way I'm seeing it, or is it just, or, or is it the way that it is? Is what I'm not understanding here, because I I thought he was raw. 
Well, how did you feel? I mean, yeah, I was like, I guess, I guess, I, guess, I mean, <sighs> the only sense I can make of it is like, we're now they're basically telling us, hey, you're not going to see Roman and Rose intersecting for a long time <laughs> but we hardly ever did it had to be announced if either guy was going to be on the other show oh the tribal chief's going to be yeah. on raw blah 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 like i literally wrote in my notes as this was happening i wrote roman stays on smackdown cody stays on raw i was like why are they announcing that <laughs> to me it, it never even they're occurred staying on the show they were more often at. yeah it never even occurred to me until you said it that they're on the other shows that's because that's such an infrequency you know smackdown selects the raw women's champion that's a change. Yeah, that is a switch up. That's very interesting because she has the Raw Championship, but they drafted her to SmackDown. So I find that very interesting. I like that. I don't mind that change. I mean, she's beaten everybody. Yeah. She's beat the fuck out of everybody on Raw. What else she gonna She do? ran through everybody. I, I love how I saw this one thing where gotta get on the IWC. Everybody was like, oh, you mean the Ender Championship running the draft? She beat fucking everybody on Raw. They're not ending it, they're moving it over. The next selection goes to Raw. The man, Becky Lynch. This was another one. So Becky stays on Raw, right? Wasn't Becky on Raw? Yeah, Becky stayed on Raw. Becky never left Raw. I've never seen her on SmackDown. She hasn't been on SmackDown since the last time she was SmackDown Women's Champion. While the second round is being deliberated in the back. Huge names in the history. That's very weird. First off, congratulations to your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, for once again being the number one draft pick in 2023, baby. <laughs> we bring back gold to the bloodline, Noose. Yes. We text you, you ain't text back. No. You didn't call back? No. Hey, but listen, we're going to do what we told you last week, Goose, and become nine-time tag team champs. Look, look, guys, I'm not here to try to talk sense into you. I'm not trying to talk you into anything. But I'm just going to say this one last thing, and then you do whatever you want, okay? Roman hasn't called you, texted you. He has not said a single word to you, and yet you're out here dedicating this match to him tonight? Roman Reigns was drafted with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. No Usos, no bloodline. We are walking out. Are you not walking out with a damn thing tonight, Sammy? Kevin's gonna turn his back on you, Sam. You know what the only thing I care about is? I don't care what happens to you, and I certainly don't care about Roman Reigns. We get you in that ring, and we keep our tag team title. Usos have dedicated the victory. Well said. We get three fifths of so this is, the, this is, it's so weird that they decided to just draft half the bloodline, like the other half of them wasn't eligible in the first night, So right? I kind of think I, I know why they did it, and it's, it's the same reason I would have done it. Why? They made people who constantly shell on the bloodline have some moment of joy just for no reason. Why? Because they thought they were going to break it up? Yeah, because because like all of a sudden everybody's bitching that Roman actually acts like a heel and uses his family to help him win. Everybody's like, oh, title raise not good less. You don't have most of the bloodline. First of all, shut the fuck up. Second of all, wait till the end of the draft before you start talking shit. <laughs> Like, they literally did that just to stress fans out for no reason. Good. So, so far, first That's what round. I would have done. Like, <laughs> first round, they basically told us that everything's 
the way that it should be. Bianca Belair's the biggest drastic change here because she's taking the Raw Women's title over to SmackDown. I like these this intro with them. Bad attitude from the and finally, McIntyre is going to be. Well, we'll talk about that. You heard it right, Bianca Belair. ESCWWE is coming back to the Blue Grant. Title was the very first title that I ever got, so it holds a very special place to my heart. You know, I'm here to represent every single time you see me in the ring, you see yourself. I want to make this an amazing reign. I want to be your fighting champion. I want to represent. And let's keep riding and eventually become your longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. Can't wait to see you on Fridays. Meanwhile, Butch, set for action. LA Knight, almost all but forgotten, huh? I remember, that's all that matters. The North remembers. Anyway, yeah! Single, singles match, LA Knight versus Butch. <laughs> I'm really glad that we're able to focus more on the Brawl and Brutes without this whole McIntyre shit going on. I think that might be one of the yeah, main I, reasons. Yeah, I don't need the extra. Yeah. Because these guys really should be focused on. So we're focusing on young talent. Good. That's what SmackDown was always prominent for. We need the guys who win titles in front of crowds. Absolutely. Not fucking Drew and his sword maddie shit. LA Knight goes over. Go LA Knight. Yeah, to make sacrifices done. <laughs> Unfortunately. Tonight is the night because the whole world is distracted tonight. The Usos get drafted tonight. Your tribal chief wants you to know that success is your only avenue tonight. Tonight is the night you come back into the locker room. Because your tribal chief wants you to know that one way or another, he will only accept the fact that tonight is the night. What does that shit mean, right? Like, hold on a minute. Trot the matka. I'm gonna fucking just <laughs> hand him the tape. I've noticed, like, Paul has Paul's eyes have been the most telling thing for the past like month. Because you ever know, like, when he says stuff, he looks in specific directions. Nine times out of ten, it's the solo's direction. He did what that shit fuck? like if they fuck up. What are you gonna do? You're gonna have the little brother assassinate yes. them. Do what you need to do. Make sure you're wearing your tape. Tonight's tonight. Right. tonight, tonight. I'll whip your ass. Rob Van Dam comes out of his out of his girl. Oh. I mean, <laughs> hey, we know if you know, you know. Yo, you know what I love about this? So, so you got Michael Hayes, right? Did you hear what they've been saying? <laughs> you heard what they were saying about fucking Michael Hayes? No, I'm oh, scared. you haven't. <laughs> they've been saying that he looks like Uncle Howdy. Oh fuck. <laughs> Revel in who you are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so what you told me is, hey, you jumped off that big-ass thing? Oh, God. You see it? I can't unsee it. Fuck you mean see it. <laughs> oh, we, God. We discovered who Uncle Howdy is. Sorry, Willie. It wasn't Bo. Nope. It was Freebird. <laughs> Everybody is eligible. All right. With the first pick 
of the second round. SmackDown chooses Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins. The... So another one. I, am I wrong in the fact that they're always usually raw, right? No, they bounce. They bounce. They've been bouncing back and forth pretty regularly. Do they? Okay. Yeah, All they're right, one of the much. ones. It was hard to hard to determine what show they were on because they kind of just showed up whenever. Gotcha. Okay, I don't know why I consider these people already on the brands that there are. No, nah, they were they, they were they were a few of those in there, but not as many as I regularly see. So this is a change. Imperium, to my knowledge, is only usually on SmackDown. So yeah, since they've come up, they've only ever been SmackDown. And the Intercontinental title's coming to Raw again, so. Well, that's cool. I like that one. Second round for SmackDown, the Rated R Superstar I could take this one, too, because Edge has only been on Raw, to my yeah. knowledge. You know? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Since Edge is coming back, he's mainly gravitated towards Raw. He's occasionally dabbled in SmackDown. If, if the situation calls for it, he'll he's been on SmackDown, but he's mostly mostly been hanging around Raw. Raw selects Matt Riddle. So Riddle stays on Raw. Riddle's usually a Raw guy, right? Yeah, Riddle's Riddle's been a Raw guy. Yeah. So see, certain ones they they they're just kind of restricted them to the brands that they always frequent anyway. They see, and the way they try to get around it is when like. Because I think that the week before WWE.com completely wiped the rosters, and it's like that doesn't work the same if they just wound up on the show they were already on. <laughs> Which a lot of fun I felt that they did. WWE Draft Smackdown gets so there you have round two, folks. Again, they're not really breaking anything. No, just just shuffling a couple of things around. Anyway, next up we got a triple threat tag team match going on here. Braun Strowman and Ricochet against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford against LWO's Cruz de Toro and Joaquin Wilde. This is your Zima Ion sighting of the week brought to you by Talk Brunch Live. First ever draft edition. Look at that. He successfully throws Ricochet. I love the fact that fucking Michael Cole has to go. This time it works. Did it work or did everybody just get underneath? Because fucking, we can't trust Strowman. By the way, shout out to Strowman because apparently he got concussed last match. From what I understand, which explains why he wasn't wasn't acting right. And he's okay already. No fuck did that happen? Did that happen? Run? Did that happen? Run his stupid run around spot? Stop doing that shit. I don't know. Look at that shit. West Coast Pop. Is that a Rey Mysterio call out there? Rey Mysterio call out with way better knees. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just from doing that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the reason he don't do that move anymore. <laughs> Damn. And that's how we start them off at SmackDown. Time for the time for the blue solo cups everywhere. And don't forget, we got Bad Bunny coming in. Speaking of solo cups, JBL with the cameo for this, right? And good old Teddy. Okay, Bobby Lashley. 
That is this is also a big one because when Bobby made his WWE debut in the early 2000s, the first show he was on was SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been on it for a while, so I like that. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything too relevant on Raw, so that's cool for him. He, he, he kind of exhausted what he could do on Raw. Drew McIntyre, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so sick of him and Sheamus. Get them on separate shows, please. We couldn't have drafted him to like superstars or some shit, so I don't gotta see him because he bores the fuck out of me. Superstars like is done, man. You'd have to draft him to main event to level up. And I feel like superstars are more pro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Drew, hopefully he finds success over on Raw, man, because he was getting my nose always being around the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus. Right. That's a good one. The OC, the whole OC comes to SmackDown. They've been primarily Raw. And what I love about this is this, even though we already kind of knew she was in the OC, this like cements Mi Chen as a part of the OC. Which is dope. The, the Miz stays on Raw, right? He's always on fucking Raw. Yeah, he's been a, he's always been on Raw. He wasn't drafted to anything. That was round three. Selena Vega in singles action against Sonya Deville being accompanied by Chelsea Green. Your favorite. Yeah, I love Selena. Oh, that was, you know, I thought you meant Sonya. No, <laughs> no the fuck you didn't. <laughs> Sonya Deville. I mean, hey, considering some of the news, we'll probably want to get into it. Sonya had a good week, so. Yeah, Sonya had a very good week. Her stalker, not so much. Well, all that matters is Sonya had a good week. Yeah. Dude can go stalk Bobo with D-Block or some shit. Ain't gonna work out too well for him. <laughs> I love how she just Wait, clears go, the ring. Go back. She drop kicked that pole baby straight in the back. She disappeared off camera. And then just headbutts her. I love how Chelsea's like, yeah, I think I'm just going to leave. Like, that wouldn't have worked out for me. Look at that. At least she managed to get out of there. They have a way cooler LWO with Rey Mysterio at the helm. Right. The OC's hey, look, back. back. AJ's recovered somewhat, I'm assuming, to be out here. I love how the fans were like, oh, they ruined the surprise. It was supposed to be a shock. AJ's back. Shut the fuck up. Everybody wants everybody wants it to be their birthday when a wrestler returns. To be drafted as part of a... Did you guys come out here to pick a fight? Oh, I get it. But I have a solution to your problem. Scoot back over to this turnbuckle here. Handle your business. 
I like how AJ Styles thinks. And the brawl's underway on draft night on SmackDown. For Anderson and Gallows, it's the magic killer. Phenomenal forearm. That's so much. How good is it? Yeah. Viking Raiders have to eat dirt there. It's like, I wonder if anybody's ever told when somebody comes back without any kind of announcement, that counts as a surprise. That's literally what a surprise is. That's literally what it is, you fucking marks. We didn't know he was going to show up. I heard this music. I was like, am I 16? <laughs> what happened? You know, I thought, would I go to the wrong? Did I go back to the WWE? 2006 was forever ago. What the fuck? 2006? I was thinking 1996, motherfucker. We're actually 1998. Well, see, I was full, so I can't relate. <laughs> The first pick in the fourth round, SmackDown selects. <laughs> that works. Damage control's mainly been on Raw. Yeah, and they kind of they did really all they could as a group. This will be fresh for them. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with that one. Nakamura moves to Raw because first he's time he's been, been on Raw in a long, long time. He's mainly been a SmackDown guy. It's another good move. Yeah. Mo- Really, his whole time on the main roster, he's been he's been mainly SmackDown, so this is cool. Yeah, and then we get our first NXT graduation call-up. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. That is crazy. Look at Kaylee's face. They didn't know. Yeah, they legitimately didn't know. They are leaving yeah, NXT. Yeah, so basically, one of the things that was really cool that I enjoy the most, when it came to all the NXT people, they were the only ones who never knew. So you're that getting their reactions. And a lot of these people, SmackDown on a Raw, that was the dream. Quest and witch bitches. <laughs> That's what yes. they are, the witches. <laughs> They'll never let them Dude, have that I name, swear to God, like Kaylee's reaction got me, though, because I've watched that girl, some of her indie stuff, and like to see that realization, like all that hard work came to fruition. Coolest thing I've ever seen. That is crazy. They took all the NXT champions are getting called up to Raw and SmackDown. It's just some shit like two of the champions just got called right up and I, after not long winning their titles, too. Draft was graduation day for a lot of people. Holy shit. Good for Indy. That is one hell. So this was this round's interesting. Things changed completely. Unlike the last three rounds where it was like, meh, this round damage controls now on SmackDown. Nakamura's on Raw. Albafy and Isla Dawn were called up and in the Hartwell as well. So that round is a complete game changer to the landscape. Yeah. Round four. So it does the seem best like round. every round the changes were bigger and bigger, though, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But at this point, round four is definitely the best. In Florida Live, Mackenzie Mitchell. Ladies, congratulations on being drafted to SmackDown. Ecstatic. Excited's unholy union of Isla Dawn and Albafire have dominated NXT and now, yeah, don't think you're taking those titles to SmackDown with you. We want a tag team title match this Tuesday on NXT. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. We'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> see you then. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, Shinsuke, Friday Night SmackDown has been your home for a while now. Yeah, so excited, definitely. This will be my first. <laughs> oh, sorry. So you mad, bro? Let's go get these titles. Let's go. You ready? Wait. Let's roll. Solo. Let's roll, boy. Let's go. You're trying to cheat from solo. Stay here. 
me. Tribal Chief wants the spotlight tonight on the Usos because tonight is the night. <laughs> yes, it is. Look at his eyes. <laughs> ah, some rough stuff. We will jump ahead past the intros. Raw SmackDown Tag Team Championship title match. Their asses are on the line because Roman will not be happy. The Tribal Chief will not be pleased. To say there will not be any. What's that shit that they eat? Mahi Mahi. There'll be no Mahi Mahis tonight. If you will be getting gas titles. station sushi from here yeah. on out, motherfucker. Yeah, nobody eats gas station sushi. That shit that doesn't even look like sushi. It just looks like blended meat. <laughs> Yo, the crowd loves WWE right now. <laughs> so like I got it. The crowd it's because loves everything's WWE working. Right now. Everything is working. This is probably the biggest boom period we've had since the Attitude Era. Oh, dude, it's been crazy. Like it, you have to search for stuff that overall just doesn't work. Yes. Like, I love how these people are just like, oh, Triple H is failing, Vince is still in charge. Like, what are you talking about? He's like an assassin in the bottom. Thank you, my tribal chief. Tonight is your night. See, what did he mean by that? You never know. That's what I love about what Paul does that stuff. Nice. I love that spot. Stun is not as protected as Austin's. Questioning himself now. Wait a minute. But we'll never know what this meant because Riddle came to get his heat back. Watch out for that ass whooping. What's up, Shane? Shane says he honestly thinks the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is some of the best tag team wrestling he's seen in a while. In WWE, for sure, yeah. They are white hot. Oh, hey, man. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Stunner! Good to see you. And that's how they end that. I love, I love, listen to fucking call in case shit isn't bad enough. Fucked up, man. Really? <laughs> Did he come up with that, or is that something Roman said to them before? Who's the, where's the ocean of no? Roman, that was all cool. Which is fucked up because the island of relevancy is where Roman's from, and I guess the ocean of obscurity is what he would throw you off into if you lose, right? Oh my god, <laughs> the ocean of obscurity. And the worst you know? part about it is, it's not like the lake of reincarnation. There's no upside when you come out. You're just. I love the looks on their face. They look like people who just lost a match that are, that are going to have to talk to Roman later on, right? Jay is sitting. Jay is having flashbacks of that hell to sell ass <laughs> right now. Jimmy mad oh, as hell. Jay. Jay knows what the fuck. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Give a full screen again. <laughs> oh my god! There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Jimmy look like man, shit. We went no damn tag titles. Jay's like, oh no, not again.
<laughs> oh, oh, God. Pure anger, utter fear, and terror. SmackDown did 2.298 million viewers with a 0.61 in the 18 to 49 demographic. You know what? As much as people complain about having a draft and this draft this and the draft that, that should put numbers for even a show as large as SmackDown on top. So everybody Oh my likes God, King Quest got the perfect one. <laughs> Jay got that look where you forget to put the meat in the sink and your mom pulls up. <laughs> When the report card came in the mail, you know you failed. That is fucking too real, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. So there's been some heat because of the Britt Baker shirt. <sighs> yeah. How do you wind yeah. up with those kind of things? Like, people bitch about, like, literally anything. Oh, it's lovely. I mean, because how dare you promote such evil things? Do I still got the shot? In a company where people beat the fuck out of each other. Do I still got the shot of the shirt here? I'm pretty sure I do. You guys already know the storyline. The, uh, what the hell they call the outcasts? Yeah. The outcasts beat up Brett. And then to troll her because they're heels, they were wearing these shirts last week. They displayed them on the screen. And like, so there were different tweets, like one fan tweeted, can't believe that AEW is trying to make money on a t-shirt that supports domestic violence. The shirt in the eyes of the public is going to cause more harm than good. A lot of people that don't even know what AEW stands for. And some dude wearing it at a bar proudly shaking my head. A lot of black eyes. Let's let y'all soak that in and see how fucking stupid that sounds. Soraya tweeted and she was like, dude, as much as I think Britt Baker is an asshole, wrestling isn't for you. Laughing my ass off LAMAO. Which I agree. This guy is like uh, missing the whole point. It's a fucking storyline. And then Britt tweeted out. I'll put it on the screen so that you guys could see exactly what she said. And she basically says, supports domestic violence. How? I got a black guy in a ring. My enemies put a pick on a shirt to troll me and I outsmarted them. Does that mean that all the top selling bloody t-shirts are supporting murder? If a male wrestler had a shirt with a black eye, would you be pissed? And then she put up a couple of the other shirts that had like violence. On. But yeah, it's not domestic. Like literally the, the domestic part of violence is has to be in a domestic situation in your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure she's not fucking any of them. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. Anyway, grasping for straws has become the weirdest norm in not even just the wrestling world, just in life. Like. And then the person put down true, but also like out of context, this is a weird shirt. Then she said, that's insane that there's a weird out of context for a wrestling shirt. And then puts like the Sesame one and the Orange Cassidy face and, you know, all these other shirts, as you can see. Like, my dude, you should have. Like, I'm sorry, when, you, when your Twitter handle is redeem these nuts, I don't want to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> Like, 
Oh, you could have just left it alone when she proved your first point wrong. You ain't have to keep going after that. Coincidentally, I don't know if it correlates or not, but there's a new rule in WWE. Talent aren't allowed to take pictures of any of their injuries. And they don't want blood whatsoever. They don't want them making merch. Isn't it coincidence that right when this shit happens with Britt Baker's shirt, now WWE forbids people from in their company from taking pictures of injuries? Hmm. Nothing makes sense anymore. We're like way past that now, but yeah, the guy from the all the before that somebody needs to that guy probably eats the grass. But uh, yeah, like I said, so that's that might be why WWE has that new rule now, where you can't like for example, if somebody was to get busted open on Raw and they went back to their locker room, they couldn't put on their Instagram a picture of the scar or anything. So like, weird. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if that correlates or not. Oh, God. That's why we can't have nice things, ladies and gentlemen. Little turd burglars like this inhabit the internet. I mean, obviously people are going to know that it's from something. I don't. I think the shirt might have, like, something on it that says AEW or some shit, but whether, whether it does or it doesn't, like, it's just such a weird thing to worry about. Like, everyone's going to assume domestic violence. And who's just, like, I love the example, like, oh, some guy with a bar wearing that shirt. Who the fuck's wearing that shirt at the bar? And besides that, like, who would, when, that, I mean, it's... <laughs> Like, There's so many scenarios that just are will never happen with that t-shirt that get brought up. Like, like who would openly wear a, a domestic violence t-shirt to, for starters? Secondly, like the murderers, <laughs> do like fucking murderers go around wearing like serial killer t-shirt that shows like a fucking axe going to somebody's head? Like it would be way easier for us to uh, identify these motherfuckers if everybody just wore the shirt of their crimes. Some people, I'm telling you, some people don't think before they speak. Like, think that process through, and you tell me how plausible that is before you bring it up. So people being ignorant and coming to an assumption is the accountability of AEW for having a shirt that was used in a storyline? Fuck off. It's <laughs> not their responsibility to, like, manage the people. You know? And it's like, when you think about it as well... Considering that Britt Baker works for the company, wouldn't she have to be okay with that t-shirt idea in the first place? Like, I I, I, like, I don't know if some of these people don't understand how this works. But for they're not her, talking about her. For, they're for, for talking the outcast to even be able to wear that t-shirt on TV, Britt has to be okay with it happening in the storyline. Yeah, but no one's questioning if Britt's okay. They're, they're questioning... If it offends people who don't know about wrestling, that they just see like a shirt of a girl with a black eye as the uh, shirt, and that in some way that that's almost supporting domestic violence, like almost like I guess the implication is that like let's say that there's somebody who supports. I'm making this completely hypothetical, fucking weird thing up, but let's say that there's a guy who openly supports domestic violence. Like it's not only his thing; it's his gimmick. So he goes to a local bar wearing a shirt showing yeah and then other people are like yeah and they form a cult (laughs) (laughs) 
you know like <laughs> but again she makes a good point if that was a guy wrestler with a black eye as his t-shirt would everybody think well his his wife must beat him if you walk, outside, if you walk real, outside with that shirt soul. and somebody doesn't know who Adam Cole is and they see him with a black eye, they're going to think that you're supporting women beating men. They would immediately think he's an MMA fighter of some sort. So there is a double right. standard here just based on the perception. You know what they say, though? Perception is reality. You can't help that that's what people see. But that's a result of the of, of the business. There, there were less, up to a point, there were less women wrestlers and, and less women fighters. Within our lifetime, there were no women wrestlers or fighters. And within our lifetime, there became rosters of women wrestlers and fighters, whether it be UFC or WWE. So as a result of that, it's more associated, visually associated to, to see a man with a black eye on a t-shirt and think, oh, he's a fighter, and see a chick and think she got her ass kicked. But that's by no fault the accountability of AEW to worry about that because they're, part, they're also responsible for breaking those kind of perceptions of women with the crazy fucking matches that they have. You know, so I think... <laughs> <laughs> so, We've seen some of the girls out there flare bleed. Like, are you kidding so, me? So, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the nature of the beast. Nobody, I don't feel anybody's right or wrong in this. I, I see both sides. I'm not going to be like, ah, these pussies worried about the mess. I see their point, but I also see how that's not their fault. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could yeah. totally see, like, like that's just a product of the times, and that's something that they'll eventually get over. And one day they will know who Britt Baker is. The problem might not even be that Britt Baker is a female. The problem, with all this, with no disrespect, because I love Britt Baker, might be that it's Britt Baker. Because if you would have put China or Trish Stratus or Lita on a shirt with a black eye, it'd be more likely that people would get it. And it's only because of the fact that AEW is a smaller, newer product and, and Britt Baker is a smaller, newer wrestler. And AEW is a smaller fucking company. And women's wrestling is still a smaller aspect of wrestling than men's as a result of it being here for a shorter time so yeah because of all of these reasons i can see it perceived that way but that doesn't mean that it is so i don't think there's a right or wrong it's just perception but i think that people need to just not judge AEW on selling it like oh i can't believe they're selling something that supports domestic violence if that's the way that you perceive it you know You could look at the way anybody's eating a hot dog and say that they're sucking a dick if it's in your mind, but that doesn't make it real. You know, that's still just your mind's perception of what they're doing. I recommend eating bananas from the side, but hey, even if you didn't, (laughs) perception is only one part of reality. I think you learn your stand on banana this evening, but hey, we out here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which of my metaphors worked, but hopefully they all did. <laughs> oh, they all did. It's just that the last one was unexpected. It's one of those things where it's just like, all right, so you see it as one thing, I see it as another thing. Fuck it. See, Shane said corn on the cob. That's another one. Which I love how that gives me flashbacks. That guy who had that song, fucking that that, that, that sign out. That was like, what he said. He said, "Dominic should eat corn on the cob long way or some shit." It's funny how wrestling's only real when people want to be mad about it. It's all fake and shit, and nobody takes it seriously or cares about anything that happens in it. But then it's like, hey, that's from the fake sport that you're talking about. You know, it hit you. It 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 could be real when you're angry. Cause that's when it's convenient for it to be for it to be real. Anyway, so Rey Mysterio, as you know, is from San Diego, 
and he went to uh I guess he went to a San Diego Padres game. And this is some footage from that. How cool is that, huh? That's pretty dope. They gave him their baseball mitt. Nice colors on that. Oh, yeah, very flashy. Yeah, very cool stuff. Too bad Dom couldn't be there, huh? See, Dom, what you get for misbehaving? <laughs> Fucked up, kid. Yeah, you really blew in this one. So, the Chavo thing. Let's talk a little bit about Chavo from last week. Oh, yeah. Because he, as you know, spoke a little bit about how he didn't like them using the Mysterio name to get over and all that shit and the way Ray was using it. Since then, like, he's spoken up a bit more about it to Bill after. It's a long interview, so I'll link you guys to the whole thing. But I just wanted to, you to hear an excerpt from there and tell me what you think. Passionate. I mean, it's just like redoing everything. Some movies that Hollywood redoes are good. Some aren't, aren't, aren't that good. So when, like- you, when, when Ray came out at uh, uh, last WrestleMania to the Los Guerreros theme, you were okay with that? I was I was okay with it, but I'm like, okay, guys, really? now? Okay, now it's almost taking it too, too far. He, now he's coming out with... That was mine and Eddie's music and entrance. Like literally, he's coming out with what we used to do with the lowriders and all that kind of stuff. And he's it said he's got Snoop driving and he's got mine and Eddie's music. He didn't have Eddie's music. He had Los Guerreros music. Now, is this Ray Mysterio or is this the writing crew at WWE? Well, Ray was probably writing crew a lot, but Ray's got say in it. If Ray wouldn't say, hey, no, I don't want to do that. That's too close to Eddie. They would have okay let's not do that they're going to listen to him for sure but he's got some saying this so so do, am i i'm still hey great thank you guys awesome ray congratulations awesome uh people ask me and they have asked me because some people have caught on to it and they say hey that was your guys that was los guerreros music are you getting royalties from that uh no <laughs> not would you like somebody to have called you and said would you mind if we did this well, you always want anybody anytime they use any of the stuff that you came up with. Yeah. Now hold on a minute. Doesn't doesn't uh what's that guy's name? Wasn't Jim Johnson the one doing all the music for WWE at the time? Like, did they do their music yeah. that he feels like he would need royalties for the music in the first place? Did I miss that? And I just don't understand. Right, like I'm kind of lost there. Like, <laughs> to be honest, I've never heard that shit in my entire life. As much as wrestlers can be petty, never once have I heard somebody say that you need to pay royalties for their music. Usually the company is the one that pays for the music in the first place, or even has the music made. Shane said, what are you supposed to come on on a Tesla? (laughs) (laughs) Right, otherwise copyright infringement, right? Come on on a boat. Like, what the fuck? I I don't get it. Sure, absolutely. Now, technically, from the rights, you know, you know, WWE owns that. We, you know, we got... That's such a funny way to put it. Technically, no technically they own it. <laughs> technically, from the rights. What do you mean? What like you, the, mean you mean you mean like the legal rights? <laughs> you mean from the fact that the song was created their fucking company? I love that he rolled his eyes at 
technically, from legally, they own the shit. It's theirs. <laughs> technically, they made it and licensed it. But you know, <laughs> I've never heard that stance before. That's fucking amazing. That's just such a funny way to look at shit, right? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I gotta go. But I've got to hear. I didn't know this was gonna be so good. Technically, from the rights, you know, you know, WWE owns that. We, you know, did that right. on TV. So technically, the you know, Viva, well, no, Viva, see, Viva La Raza. I, I trademark Viva La Raza. I own Viva La Raza. Okay. So the song or the? If you look at any any the... of the stuff that Eddie's Eddie's merchandise before, probably like five years before, said right, King on it, and I sent a cease and desist to WWE, and they changed <clears throat> to Latino Heat because I own that. But that before I trademarked that, we already had Viva La Raza. Uh, the words Viva La Raza. I don't really know exactly how that works, but so you know, hey, what are you gonna do? You gonna fight WWE? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you I, shouldn't. And it does make people remember the Guerreros. What did they do to you? Remember this: WWE rewrites, and this is not a bitter thing. Just saying what it is. They rewrite wrestling history to really benefit WWE. Sure. Any, any time. It's not like so. Like, like, let's say. I don't know, man. I kind of disagree. I hear that shit a lot, but they don't really rewrite anything. I don't think they give too much of a fuck. They induct really. people into. They induct people into their Hall of Fame that have never wrestled for them all the time, just because they're wrestlers. When have they ever not? They really? did it this year. <laughs> I think they would only if you have bad blood with them. But that's any company. They killed Charlie Sheen off of Two and a Half Men because he had bad blood with the fucking writer. You know, that's like anything, though. That's not like a WWE thing. <laughs> you know, like, oh, guilty as charged. If you if you if you fall out with them, they fall out with you back. The the um, the NFL, the NFL. I don't care if if a player is in a lawsuit with the NFL or, or there's an issue with the player. If that player is is deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, they put him in the Hall of Fame. WWE will only put wrestlers in the Hall of Fame that they still are on good terms with. It's not like they're putting people like that, you know. Well, some people would turn them down, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's WWE rewrites wrestling history a little bit too. Hold on, but the, but you can only put people in the Hall of Fame with their permission. So you would have to be by by default. It could only be people with good terms because people with bad terms would not give you their permission. So you would have they a wouldn't 100%. even get the call to be like, "Hey, can we put you in?" Like this. So you would have a one hundred percent success streak at only people you're in good terms with being in the Hall of Fame because that's the fucking terms. Like literally, if you look at Bruno San Martino, they kept coming to him over and over again, and he kept denying them. So in order for them to to get him in, what did they have to do? Triple H had to go over their men fences, and then guess what happened? Him and the WWE were on good terms, and then he was able to be put in the Hall of Fame. That's literally the only way for it to be possible. What does he mean they only put people in that they're on good terms? That's the only fucking tangible way. <laughs> like You're making less and less <laughs> sense. It, it's so weird, the shit that, that, that they get away. It, it, people, it's very political nowadays. I wish that Twitter and social media didn't smarten people up on how to be political because that's the kind of shit that you hear from politics. They'll say things in a way that if you just don't think about it for that second, you miss the bullshit. Because there's no, like, of course they only take people that are in good terms. 
Anyway, let's continue. This is interesting. I didn't know this was going to be so fucking crazy. Issue with the player. <laughs> if that player is is deserving to be in Hall of Fame, they put him in the Hall of Fame. WWE will only put wrestlers in the Hall of Fame that they still are on good terms with. It's not like they're putting people like that, you know, well, some people would turn them down, of course. Yeah. But but that's WWE rewrites wrestling history a little bit to to. A- and you know what? Nowadays, lesser to, to a lesser extent, do they have to rewrite history? Because most of the time, in order for you to make it to the Hall of Fame, you were on good terms with them. When was right, the last you, time you have to be okay with them, like this? To make it that far, Bruno was an exception to the rule. Really, they don't have like a lot of cases of that. Most people who were put into the Hall of Fame are people that they were on good terms with. In current time, what did they have? Bruno Warrior and Jeff Jarrett. Everybody else, they, they had to get on guitars with. with them before they went in. Everyone else, they were fine with in like decades. There's people that aren't going in because they're still not cool with them. Benefit them. And I mean, that's just everybody knows that. I mean, anybody yeah, who's business kind of sees that. You see that, right? If it works. It works, of course. Yeah. So hold on a minute. If only if it benefits them. But then how would stories like what Cody Rhodes said about how they were like running out of money and shit and then they inducted his dad into the Hall of Fame and that saved him? If it only benefits the WWE, then how does the person who gets inducted get saved? Doesn't they have to give them money for that shit? They pay you to be in the Hall of Fame. You receive money as well as your ring and all that other shit. You actually get a check. You get a big fucking payout for being there. It's not like they just honor you and buy you a fucking steak dinner. They give you a whole boatload of money and a fucking ring. How the fuck does that benefit them? Didn't am I wrong about Cody Rhodes saying that his father's life was saved and shit? Yeah, and when that's I got the exactly call for the Hall said. of Fame because of the payout and shit that you get, and then it also puts you back on the map and you get more notoriety. It can reinvigorate your career. All kinds of shit can happen. No, no wrestler is ever gonna say Vince McMahon's never even been in the Hall of Fame. You, you ever notice that? Like Vince doesn't show up at all. He's not right, there. He yeah, he's never he, there. He, he lets that shit be so much about the wrestlers that he's not even on the premises. He's nowhere in the fucking Hall of Fame. He came to induct in Stone Cold. That's the most you've ever really seen him. Vince lets it be about the wrestlers completely. What the fuck is he talking about? How much money does the Hall of Fame make them, really? Especially nowadays, in current times, they piggyback it to SmackDown, right? They just have everybody in the right. audience of SmackDown, and they put on a few suits, and they stand in the ring and do the Hall of Fame. Those people are coming to SmackDown no matter what. You think anybody's tickets will make or break because of the fucking Hall of Fame? They could not do that, save money, and have that same SmackDown and get the same house. What math is he doing where the Hall of Fame makes them any money? Then you got to pay the wrestlers and get them and everything? Not only pay them, but the people who induct them and all that other shit? That's such a weird stance, right? You would think he never worked for the company before. He sure act like it. Is it that he wants to be in the Hall of Fame? Might be, shit. That's what I'm getting <laughs> from this. I'm just saying a lot, a lot, the one more thing about this, a lot of it sounds like I want to be in the Hall of Fame and I'm mad that nobody gives a fuck about me because of fuck about Ray. Like that. All I'm hearing is I want to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> How strange, man. I, for some reason, expected this to be because I scrolled, I scrolled through a few articles throughout the week that were saying stuff like Chavo backpedals on original thing. So I was expecting this to be him backpedaling. It feels like he doubled down in a weird way, right? But this time it made even less sense. You see that, right? Of course. So it, it's it's just being like real, you know what I mean? Guys, I'm not, I love it. I'm not mad at Ray. I love Ray. In fact, I texted Ray before all of this stuff. I gave him a heads up and he was cool with it. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that. So the the fans of Rey Mysterio that were really offended by what you said, what do you want to say to them? I got you. 
<laughs> I got you. All I right. got you. I got. I, I guess. Bullshit. To get you mad. Oh, hook, line, and sinker. The way it goes. The way it goes. We we learned a thing or two. I had some really really good heel teachers. I had some really good heel teachers. Yeah. In fact, Hold the fuck on. So everything he said last week, now this week he's saying was a work. He was working us, but then. No, I'm not buying that shit. No, see, you didn't expect to get that kind of backlash, so now you're trying to back up. No, you meant every fucking word you said, Cabo. If, you, if you're working, usually people are working up to an angle. What's the angle? What company is he with for this to even be happening? Nobody does that shit just for hours. Just working. Ain't like you're wrestling for nobody, motherfucker. Like you. Some really good hit teachers. In fact, when I did all this and then came out, I had one. Uh, a, like a three-word response, three or four-word response from Eric Bischoff, and he said, uh, uh, "Fabulous, uh, effing fabulous, or outstanding, effing fabulous, uh, something like that." He loved it. He was like, "I couldn't believe." Like, when, me- when they told me what you said, and then I yeah. read it, I was like, "What's with this guy? He's one of the nicest people I know." It was like, "I got you. Hmm. I got you." Did. Like I said, hook, line, and sinker. So let's move on to some other Guerrero things that are going on. Absolutely. Uh, online and in the internet. Um, um, Mercedes Monet, a, sure. of course, Sasha Banks, doing the frogs. We could go across that. Like, you know, Rob Van Dam and God, there's some other people. We need to talk about the frog splash. He comes out with some like hats off. Mercedes since then. Yes. But hers, hey, I'm, I'm anything cool with wrestling that, that propels it. I, I love that. All right. I want to move on to another Guerrero thing that's been in the news sure. and the uh, uh, our staff said, well, ask him about it. This whole Vicky Guerrero thing that is going uh, on. Right now. I really can't oh, comment on that one too much. That's really between her and her daughter. Yeah. And to support her daughter 100% in her uh, coming out against the allegations. But I just, that's that's really between them two. And I, I, I don't want to interject myself into that. Do you keep in touch with, uh, with any of the Guerreros at this point? I- I keep in touch with all of the other girls, and I keep in touch with uh, Eddie's daughters. Yes, and I don't. What, I don't really talk to Vicky. We don't talk, um, especially after, kind of after this and her response. I was kind of like, oh, that's just not not good. Yeah, uncomfortable. And very uncomfortable. But you know, I, like I said, it's not it's not my business, and that's something I wanted to stay out of. You know, for sure. All right. All right. Wow. I don't know what to say man he said a whole lot of nothing over a long period of time and then decided to say hey i was working you like this it's just a weird place to go with this you know it's not like he knew that the that the work was coming you know like the, did he know he was gonna have a follow-up interview to say hi i worked everybody he was gonna leave that in the air like that i don't get it like it's just don't, don't get what the purpose would have been that's such a but, weird uh, thing to work people on. And then he even brings he brings up Bischoff, who he says, you know, Bischoff was like, good job or whatever about, I guess, about that. And to be fair, I know him and Bischoff, they have, he has very good rapport with Bischoff. As a matter of fact, I wanted you to hear because Bischoff uh, spoke recently on this. And I have that here. Bring this up to the beginning. You think Chavo gets the credit he deserves, Eric? No, no. And Chavo is one of the coolest cats on the planet. I see him a couple times a year. Nothing but respect. Nothing but respect for Chavo. He, 
first of all, he came, you know, as a Guerrero, you've got not just a shadow, you've got a series of, you got a room <laughs> full of shadows that you've got to, you've got to navigate. But Chavo did such a fantastic job. He was way more talented than he gets credit for. Part of that is just timing. It, it really was, I think, in Chavo's case. <clears throat> but Chavo wasn't afraid to try things. And I don't know if you remember this. I guess you remember when Chavo had his little stick pony? <laughs> Pepe. Come around the ring and so pretend good. he was riding us. Remember that? So good. That was Chavo's idea. Oh. Like, he wasn't, that wasn't like a message <laughs> or Incredible. a rib or anything. Chavo told me the story about how he and he was over at Eddie's house for a birthday party for one of the kids or something and just messing around. And as often I, ideas often do percolate up in situations like that, it was like they started laughing about it and talking about it. And next thing you know, there's a stick horse. Because <laughs> Chavo's bringing it to the ring, and Eddie, you know, was going to make him ride or whatever the story was. I don't remember, but that's an example of of how willing Chavo was to do things that a, a lot of other talent would have felt. Oh no, my character can't do that, or you know, people won't take me seriously if I. Right. You know. And it's not that that's not always valid, but I think there's a lot of people. Kurt Angle's another one. There are people who are willing to do things as a wrestling character that are so outside their real life personalities that it takes a certain amount of confidence and bravery because you're really going out there making a fool of yourself, but you're so confident in your ability to do it and make it entertaining that you're not afraid of it. You're only afraid of it if you're asked to go out there and do something that deep down inside you know you can't pull off because you're not feeling it, you can't relate to it, you don't understand it, whatever. Or maybe your ego's just too fucking big. I don't know. <laughs> but when you have somebody like Kurt Angle, I think is a, is a greater example because here's a guy, you know, kind of won a gold medal, that little thing. Yeah. You know, one of the baddest guys ever to step foot in the ring. There's that little thing but then he'd go out there and wear a cowboy hat that was three sizes too small and make an ass of himself why because he wasn't worried about all that other stuff he had so much confidence in his ability and who Kurt Angle was and what he had achieved that going out there and doing this fun little wrestling thing isn't going to change who he was and he knew that Kurt knew that which is why he was willing and able to go out there and do the things he did and Chavo was much the same way I can't believe Kurt Angle would wear a tiny hat for a cheap pop. Okay, it's just cheap not pop. above me. Yeah, oh, really. Who, who does? Oh that? god, oh god. Ridiculous. You're not Kurt. It's not funny. It didn't pop you. No, not at all. Oh boy. Yeah, I didn't even plan that to bring that up, but I was hearing that on my spare time and it connected with what happened. I mean, you know, Bischoff gives some credibility to the guy, you know? Yeah. I just don't know. Okay, I'll put it this way. Let's just say that I discard everything that Chavo said in the previous interview that he was working Ray, and I just talk about the stuff he was shooting on in this video. It's even worse to me. Like the weird shit about 
technically they own the rights <laughs> you know the, the whole, that whole little breakdown before he went into the work to me still is questionable there's so little in that that make any kind of sense like and then not talking to vicky i totally get that that's a, it's a sad situation the state of the guerrero family is very sad you know yeah very very sad all right, let's watch some Rampage. We got to talk about Rampage. We still have to talk about the other half of the draft and a bunch of other stuff in the upcoming paper. We're up to Rampage episode ninety-two that came to us from Sunrise, Florida's FLA Live Arena. Whoop whoop. First one up was a tag team match: Ricky Starks and Sean Spears against Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice Robinson. So is that how we're handling Real the Bullet Club now? We just have different factions within it. Fucking ten. So, so what's the Bullet Club in Japan? They're Bullet Club Blue. They're, they're something. <laughs> that, was, that was a '90s X-Men joke. <laughs> I know, I'm terrible. I'm old. It's all better than getting reverted back to ten, though. <laughs> That's the most questionable thing. Why are you? Why? Why is he back to 10? Something that wasn't even from here, but from MXT. I don't get it. I don't right. get it at all. I'll be Bullet Club Pink before I go back to 10. Like, what the fuck? Like... Yeah, he should have stayed the chairman. But, I mean, there's nothing to be the chairman of. His group disbanded. What if I could be the chairman of him? Something like, Jesus Christ. I like the current New Japan Pro Wrestling Finley-led Bullet Club chain. I don't mind it that much. And the Bullet Club Gold. I like the way that Finley's been going about it. Yeah. But Bullet Club Because, like, he said Gold, something very specific about, like, he's going to get Bullet Club before Bullet Club gets him. Because all the leaders have been kicked out before. No leaders ever, like, got the jump on him. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Bullet Club Gold is just the last Bullet Club that didn't work out in New Japan. Now here in AEW, you know? Just because they put gold in the name, it's still Jay White and fucking Juice Robinson, right? All the missing are Japanese guys. We just, need, we, we just need Gato to be all elite, and then we're good. <laughs> they need more than two guys. Are there any other members in this Bullet Club Gold? Not any active members. Alright. Yeah, they gotta get a few more in there, but it's definitely possible with, like, them doing the constant crossover and stuff. And what the fuck's Jay White doing on Rampage? Wasn't he, like, the top guy well, there in Japan? Doesn't Tony Khan know how to book? No, no, there, there was a whole story behind Jay White not, uh, Jay White not being in New Japan anymore. I think, I can't remember who it was he lost to. But I'm saying... But it was a loser a, leaves but, New Japan match. I get that. It was against... And then, it was, I watched it. It was against Eddie Kingston. But what I'm saying is yeah. he was a top guy in New Japan. What the fuck would a top guy in New Japan be doing on Rampage? Because everybody who wrestles on AE, in AEW wrestles on Rampage. All right. It's just the other show. <laughs> I do too, to be honest. What Shane wrestles on it on Rampage? <laughs> I mean, hey Shane, if you're all elite, you wrestle on Rampage. All right. <laughs> still currently missing, nowhere to be found. Reason I wanted you here, Lexi. It's Ethan Stokely Firm. I know you're behind Isaiah's disappearance. Where is Isaiah? I want to know now. Where is hey, Isaiah? Hey, cameraman, come check this out. Matt and Jeff, I heard you were looking for your boy Isaiah. But we caught your boy lacking at Applebee's, eating cornbread, drinking Long Island iced tea. I think he's up there somewhere. Oh, we got him right here. Oh. 
Bam, man. Let him finish his Applebee's. This is going to go down. This is happening next Friday. If you don't do what we say, he's going down. Okay, next Friday, Rampage. Perfect. I guess we'll see you next Friday. And like I said, I'm a man of my word. No! Matt, Jeff, I guess we'll see you all next week. I can't wait to go all through your house, turn on every single light. See you next week. You are dead men! Let's go! Let's go find those son of a bitches! I Son like of a bitches. What the I, I like that the guy, their buddy just got thrown off of something, which by the way, that thud was way too soon after they released him for me to feel that there was any distance. But I thought he was gonna go, let's go find him to help him. No, fuck him. Let's go find those bitches who did that. Like well, he did anyway. Bitches. Fuck him. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like, let's go find where he is, because they threw him off of something. They didn't even sell that he got thrown off of that. They just moved on to revenge. Is he dead? I mean, you guys don't want to check. I him? mean, hey, if I if I'm in character, somebody gets dropped from that high up, ain't shit I can do at that point. Yeah, but so. as a wrestler, you're supposed to sell that shit. You're supposed to. Oh no, what happened to our friend? Rush over to him for. They just fucking dismissed it. Like, oh man, let's go find those bitches. Priorities, huh? How? It's, like when, it's, it's like when somebody dies and starts and destroy on card. He did. Fuck him. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, why is this even happening? And look at that, they put freaking, they put a thrown together tag team, they call them Naturally Limitless, Dustin Rose and Keith Lee, against two jobbers. You gotta see if they have chemistry. No, you don't. They're Keith Lee and, and Dustin Rhodes. Just fucking close your eyes and imagine them. You expect AEW Marks to imagine. Keep in mind that Jay White, the former leader of the Bullet Club, current leader of Bullet Club Gold, just wrestled in a match before this. Before this Jabber match happened. That's already over. Sammy Guevara, this past Wednesday on Dynamite, it seemed as though MJF left you here. Are you guys going to be on the same page going to that tech? You got to leave. We need to talk. I'm sorry. Later. Okay. Hey, I love you. You know that MJF is not your friend, right? No, he's not. I'm your wife and I want the best for you. Like, what are you doing? Look at this shirt, Sammy. Do you think that little Sammy here proud of what you are doing now? You always said, my biggest dream is to be a world champion. You get the biggest opportunity of your life. Gonna lay down at the main event of Double or Nothing. MJF, why? Because of money? You don't even need money. Also, you don't even like MJF. What are you doing? Hey, just listen. It's your turn to listen. Blocked on Julia Hart. Ashley. Another another jobber match on Rampage. <laughs> I mean, hey, they won't have their jobber show anymore pretty soon, so you gotta do something. At least they're showcasing talent, but it doesn't really make any sense to just... Again, Jay White. Like, don't do that. We don't need these jobber matches. 
They're using jobber matches to further storylines. It's like jobber match, then whoever they're really feuding with comes out. Jobber match, then whoever they're really feuding with comes out. Jobber match, then whoever. It's like we kind of see the formula. We've done it now two times already. Stop it. And at least the at least the jobber matches aren't squash matches, but they're still jobber matches. There's a difference, you know. See, I'd rather that. Like, if you go, if you if you know you gonna lose, go down fighting. Shit. Don't take two and be done. Go down like a fucking G. Like. Damn. See? Back to the real feud. They are a good form of annoying. Shane, even Oksana wouldn't be good enough for Dark. Yeah, I love, I love that they <sighs> that they beat him up and continued rapping. <laughs> like they let it interrupt the rap. I almost couldn't get over the Little Mermaid line. Oh my lord! Another squash match. Let me guess. At the end of this squash match, whoever they're dealing with comes out, or is it just for us to see the acclaim? Yeah, I guess it led to nothing. Welcome back to Rampage. Jay Lethal, after what Sanjay Dutt pulled off on Wednesday, should we expect the same tonight? Stupid question, moron. You should be concerned with the fact two days ago, Jeff Jarrett beat Dax. Tonight, I burst that bubble that FTR has been living in when I beat Cash. Can't hold a candle to Jeff Jarrett and myself. Shine them up, boys. Keep them warm for us. Cheat every time. That's what they do. You can't trust Jarrett. Can't trust Dutt. And the Giants going to do what he's told. We are going to have our friend, Mark Briscoe, ringside to make sure that that doesn't happen. But that they have the worst of intentions for us and to make sure that they don't get what they want. Like there's been enough. Talk. It's time for the main event. Good old Mark. And main event, <laughs> we have it here. Singles match with special enforcer poor Mark Briscoe having to make sure that everything's okay between these idiots. Jay Lethal with Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt and everyone else from TNA against Cash Wheeler with Dax Harwood in the corner. And greater value colleagues there. Yeah, I said his name, Satnam Singh. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that's his actual name. He said before he doesn't he doesn't take with any of the skullduggery. Cash able to avoid a good match though. Like it's nice to actually see Cash in there for once and not just seeing just Dax all the time. Yeah, he gets a singles match. We were just talking about this the other day, and here he is. Making it. <laughs> you know, come up, kid. I guess. <laughs> That's what it feels like with the Jarrett there. It's all TNA. <laughs> it's like the way you think about it. It's so true. That was nice. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, Jay Lethal's still fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad he's not signaling for a lethal injection anymore. That was dope. Bang! Don't take it with your knees. Take it like a man. So yeah, apparently Rampage. I don't even remember where it was anymore, man. I'm losing track of what the fucking thing. But it, it did 298,000 viewers with a point. It was in like three thousand, three hundred thousands last week. It did a point oh nine in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. No, what I'm saying is not what it did. It three did three hundred thirty six thousand last week. I don't remember where it was as far as what chant, what time. So I oh, keep moving yeah. it around. That's why these numbers are like the two hundred ninety eight thousand people lost track of where the show is. Point oh nine. Last week was three hundred thirty six thousand, hundred twenty five thousand were in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Stay tuned the next week when it's on Monday right after Raw. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I was almost I, I was part of me was hoping you'd bite on that one. <laughs> I mean, is it worse than when TNA was at its worst? It's hard to tell because Rampage is uh is like their B show, you know? It's not really it's not I can't even really call it their B show. It's more like their C show and they're still developing their B show. You know, so but but it's still in a bad spot. Not gonna lie, they're doing good with everything else. But Rampage, that was a very good episode of Rampage, in my opinion. Even though it had the the jobber matches, like the stories that they pushed, like with Sammy Guevara and Ty, and like the match at the end, there were there was interesting shit in there. It's just that it's in a miserable fucking spot. You know, I think that's the biggest problem ultimately. Yeah, stop moving shit around. Just put it in one spot and just leave it there. Like, yeah, TNA was in a rough spot when they were doing the Monday Night Wars and everything, but they stayed in that one place in that one time slot the whole time. They didn't move every other week. Yeah, but they are going to be canceling AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. Because oh. of, so all of the YouTube shows are dead now after three years. It's hard to believe it's been three years, but, th but that's because they're going to be doing the new show Saturday. Saturday AEW Collision, I believe is the name of it. So they're not yes. going to need all of those AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. They can probably have a lot of that stuff be part of Collision. You know, break it up a lot more evenly. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that they're doing. I, I mean, hey, I, I, I was kind of worried. At a certain point, I was like, wait a minute. All these AEW shows? Okay, two are gone. One's new. Okay, that that's fine. I'll, I'll because the, the new Warner Brothers Discovery um, deal gives them exclusive company content. You know, so they basically wanted to end all of that. It makes more sense because there was too many shows, in my opinion. Yeah, way too many. So, so why do you need four or five shows i guess no they have two televised shows now before they didn't you know i would get rid of rampage too to be honest because now we have the aw on wednesdays you get thursdays off then on friday there's rampage then on saturdays their second big show you know they're gonna have and to i don't know if they understand it or they've thought it through yet collisions fucked when it's a pay-per-view 
Yeah, this company, man, I swear. Like, gotta stop, gotta stop stacking stuff on top of other stuff. Like, pick a night when nothing's going on. That's the best idea. But I mean, at this point, every night has something going on. They're not gonna be able to get away with that. As unfortunate as it is. Oh, God. There's a... I mean, also, you know, AEW's in the spot right now where they're trying to bang out as much content as possible. Look at what happened with the uh, that guy, Mike Coppinger. Because apparently AEW did really good in sales. Spoiler alert, they had like about 50,000 in pre-orders or whatever. But Mike oh, Coppinger... Yeah, that show's doing good. Mike Coppinger, he tweeted out saying, uh, Hearing Wembley is scaled for only 40k for AEW. Far cry from last April when I was ringside for Tyson Fury dash Dylan White. And it was packed to the brim with 94,000. Nothing beats the big fight feel at Wembley. Then Tony Khan tweets back, Lies, what a load of crap. Tell your agent Nick Khan to shove it up his ass. And I, can't, and I can't blame the guy because why would they try to throttle the amount of sales and say that he only capped it at 40,000? Why would he do that? They get they could open up more seats and do whatever they want. Right. Why like would, that that tweet doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, you could fit this many people, but we're going to cap it off at this much. Nobody caps stuff off like that. No. And then, of course, everyone from AEW jumped in. MJF tweeted out, he said, the goalposts will always be moved. This app makes up a whopping 7% of our audience dripping with sarcasm. None of that, none of the takes on this app matter. Only facts matter. The fact is, I'm the best professional wrestler in the world. The biggest min, min, min drawer in the company. And me and Sammy are going to main event double or nothing. So, yeah, the app only is about 7% of the audience. The app's only about 7% of the world. Cash Wheeler put, hearing this guy is a clown, can't disclose sources, so please don't ask me to name names, talking about the guy who put the report. Jericho, in response, back on April 11th when this was announced, and people were critical of it, he put out a tweet saying, makes me laugh when critics already proclaim AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium a failure. Nobody has any idea how many tickets we will sell, except the fact checkers and promoters who've done their research. Once again, I expect a shitload of loudmouths to have their mouths their mouth shut and after he said that some fan named big belly joey put had to bookmark this so when y'all sell eleven thousand of those ninety thousand seats i can hit you with this and then obviously they've already done the fifty thousand so then jericho clapped back at that and said got it bookmarked in the tweets that didn't age well category and by the way big big belly go fuck your ass <laughs> I love how that did sign off now. Yeah, that didn't that didn't age well at all. Like that's been my favorite thing about this whole Wembley thing is just watching that number continue to climb, and then watching the anti AEW mark try to come up with different excuses. I know, right? Like this show is happening in August. It's just now May. They're already at fifty thousand. Looking pretty good. No matter what happens from this point on, it's already their biggest show ever. So, they already won. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it, man. I mean, I, yeah. I'm i glad they were able to pull it off. 
Good for them. Like, I, I honestly, I would hope to see them f- sell out the whole arena. Why? Because it'd be pretty cool to know that they haven't even been here a decade and already were able to sell out Wembley. Wembley ain't exactly an easy sellout. It really isn't. So, so if you can do that, you're doing something right. They could. It's easy for them to do that out there because it's a big event, but it'd be harder to do that in the states. Yeah, that was always Impact's goal too, as well. Yeah, Wembley's always a good place. You know you made it if you sold that place out. Mm-hmm. So the Young Bucks spoke recently about what they do with autographs. Because you notice we've been playing videos every week on here. People getting bombarded with autographs. Yep. I like this solution. What do you hear? This This made me laugh. I don't know. Pretty safe. Well, what do we have here? We have some eBay collectors here. Well, guess what? House show signatures. <laughs> Yo, his fucking face. Because after he did it, like. That is the look of a man who knows you ain't about to make shit off that signature. <laughs> oh, it is such fox. Everybody needs a house show signature. The house show signature. It could be a shitty drink at a bar, or it could be an autograph from Matt Jackson. The you fucking never house know. show signature. There you go. Now it has value, but it'll be less value. People could be like, that's that house show signature. <laughs> Man, that shit ain't real. <laughs> it ain't worth it. You have to get the real attentive. Now That's funny. Now wrestlers can show whether or not they're willing through their signatures. You can either get the house show signature or the meet and greet signature. Mm-hmm. Ah, too awesome. So according to Deadline, Vice Media Group which includes Vice TV, is set to file for bankruptcy. They used to be valued at $5.7 billion in 2017, but apparently they're valued for much less now. They're valued for bankruptcy. It's, it, and it basically says it comes after a tumultuous start of the year for, for the company, which saw Nancy Dubuck exit after five years, replaced by Bruce Dixon as Hanska... I'm not even going to get that name right, as well as the departure of the global president of news and entertainment, Jesse Angelo, to launch his own production company. So a lot of people in the suits left, and the company went through a bunch of layoffs last week, apparently. And, uh, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble, basically. What it sounds like to me. There's no boy. They're going to file under Chapter 11. And I guess... We're going to be talking. They're going to need to. Isn't that interesting that they can now do an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about Dark Side of the Ring? 
<laughs> because they count as dark side wrestling too. Now they can tell their story about how they used to be this really prominent channel with all of these documentaries and shit, but that they over they over dipped in the well and then they went out of business and the dark and then they could they, they could do the dark lighting and shit as they showed the different people leaving the company. Come on. Next episode, final season. Oh my god. You either, you know what they say, you you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? <laughs> That's what happened here, you know? Think about it. How brilliant would it be? That'd be the most meta shit ever if you could watch a Dark Side of the Ring episode, and it would be called, that would be a great final episode title, because you know the way it's always named, like, Dark Side of the Ring, Superfly Jimmy Snooker. This would be called Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the Ring. Motherfucker, if you watch that episode, is this a typo? Nah. <laughs> it works, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. Dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. They could do a documentary on their documentary. How does it feel now? How do you like when people report how you used to be great, but you've fallen? Not so fucking wonderful, is it? Sucks. <laughs> First half an hour is always good. Second half an hour is always bad. Oh, God. <laughs> Sony DeVille Stalker got five years probation and uh, community service. Nah, I'm kidding. She's white. He got 15 fucking years in prison, motherfucker. That mother, he is gone. And then after that, he gets 15 years probation. Can't be going after he white women. The first 15 years, though. You went after a famous white woman. You fucking psychopath. I guess he was a psychopath in hindsight, you know. But yeah, no, like, he don't look smart enough to be a psychopath. And also in seriousness, I've seen people get much less for doing much worse than stalking. Because it was a famous white woman, that motherfucker got 15 years in prison. Think about it. Think about all the crimes you know. You know what I mean? There's, as a matter of fact, there's a crime that that was in the news recently where a woman drove drunk and she killed a couple. I don't know if you've seen this. This video clip has gone viral. I've seen this shit. Yeah, I the video so infuriating. It is such a what a little bitch, right? But yeah, she she ran down and killed two people. And was like giggly about it. You could go find the chess footage and shit. She was all giggly yeah. about it, and uh, she was drunk. Wondering, and she was wondering how she was gonna make it to class the next day. And shit. Yeah, she got like fourteen years for that. She was facing twenty eight, and they gave her half of that. They gave her fourteen years. This guy, and she killed two people with her fucking car. This dude is serving one more year than for 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 stalking. Then they gave somebody who 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 uh fucking ran down and killed two people. It just goes to show that our system's completely unbalanced, man. Completely fundamentally just, uh. fucking flawed system for that to even be within the same number value. But anyway, I don't want to take away the thunder from this. It is still good that he's gotten something. You know, did they really throw the book yeah. at him, though? I kind of feel like they did. I'm not by any means supporting this guy, but I'm just saying in comparison to people who have killed people, they gave him over that when he's clearly a mental health problem or whatever you would call it. Sonia said, thank you to everyone who has reached out today. After almost three years, we finally got some closure last week. I am happy and healthy and have amazing people by my side. To say it's over feels odd, but I am but I'm beyond grateful for the support. 
and help I received over the past three years from Tampa PD to everyone in the courts, attorneys, friends, security, and so much more. I have a lot to say pertaining to the situation, which I feel can help a lot of people in similar situations now that the legality is over. But for now, thank you. And I 100% agree. I think that they need to make sure this guy is not on, out on the street and that he's not a threat to her or anyone else. But I'm just saying that the scale, one way or the other, needs to be adjusted so that a guy who stalks somebody doesn't get a year more than a person who drunk who has a drunk driver kills two people. Exactly. You know? Because I have to ask myself based on their metric scale, not saying that I would have that scale, but based on their scale of a murderer getting a murder of two people getting fourteen years, then by default my opinion would have to be that he doesn't deserve fifteen. And if he does deserve fifteen, then the murderer deserves twenty eight. Right. The murderer should shift. be getting way more fucking time. It has to shift one way or the other. And it's a red flag to me that we even live in a society that can't measure the metrics of something that fucking simple. Like, we have basic video games that give you consequences for your actions and shit. If you were to play any Skyrim or anything. And it's like, you know, we can always numerically put the problem in association relative to the solution. It's just weird to me that we can't just have a simple scale of murder, rape, fucking, you know, stalking, drunk driving, and that'd right. be like the bar where it's impossible, regardless of what state or jurisdiction you're in, for something to be that drastic. Uh, everything's broken. Nothing works right. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. Everything is broken. Quote it. Yeah. I am proud of that one, but we out here. <laughs> I mean, it works. I'm going to quote it right now. Everything is broken. (laughs) Everything sucks when it comes to the law. Everything is broken. (laughs) But yeah, that is good for her, though. Like I said, I mean, hey, she ain't win the match, but damn it, that girl had her a good week. (laughs) I should have segued this with the Rey Mysterio baseball thing, but apparently some AEW stars attacked the mascots in the MLB. I'm assuming. What the fuck? A, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. This is the stadium stampede, guys. Relax. What is this? Oh, wait, wait. This is not the correct thing. I'm sorry. I don't know I'm why. I'm so that. confused. Me too. I was like, this is the weirdest baseball stadium I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was raw. He's <laughs> got a pretty commanding lead right now, but is that Chuck Taylor with a chair? Oh! He goes down! Abe is now in the Jesus. lead. Here's Teddy. And I think that's Chris Statlander with another chair. Abe is down. Teddy's in the lead. He's the only president left. The best friends took out Get the, the jump team. button, motherfucker. And now, wait a minute, Teddy's being stopped. It's Wheeler Yuta. What is this? Oh, on the- oh, I am the table. <laughs> Yo, that sucks. Wheeler Yuta. What is this? Oh, on the table. It's a good thing he got that big ass mask on him to break his fall. Yo, he bounced off of that shit. That table. Look at the bottom of that table. That table wasn't a gimmick table. How the fuck were they gonna break oh, that? That bitch wasn't going nowhere. And no president is gonna take this win. I think George is near the finish line. He can just easily walk through, but right in front of him, it's the international champion for the AEW. It's Orange Cassidy. There's a push out oh, and an orange punch. And That's George so random. 
The only president left is Tom. The winner's gonna be Tom. Finally, George does not win the Geico President's race. Tom takes the title away from him. Okay, if this if this George stuff that happens. At the end of the finish line, <sighs> I, I guess. That is a visual. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that thing's head look like one of those wafer crackers that you would have that has like that's <laughs> <laughs> like chocolate in the middle, like that thin strip of chocolate. Like it looks like a fucking. It Stella. looks like it would have been in that WWE game we watched earlier. <laughs> it looks like a fucking Stelladora pastry. Oh my god! <laughs> it, it, that, that looks like when you want a presidential <laughs> action figure, but then your mom takes you to the dollar store. I can't even. Look goes, at they have those here. Oh man, that is so stupid. That is an unsettling sight. What a world. <laughs> Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. TalkBrunch.com. Served hot. All right, it's time that we talk about that second half of the draft. Part two. The draft that had so many people miserable, right? Yeah, they'd be alright. You know what you think about that? Yeah, I'll never understand that kind of shit. You need to have a Twinkie, shut the fuck up, and let the rest of us enjoy it. Alright, well that brings us to Monday Night Raw. Episode 1562, Draft 2023. came to us from Fort Worth, Texas's Dickies Arena. For all you dickies out there who are so picky about this draft, dickies. Yeah. Before we get into it, though, uh, curious question: What do you think about them splitting it up between the two shows instead of doing it all in one show? I mean, haven't they always done it that way? I know, like the last few times that they did it, but I remember at one point it used to just be the whole draft in one show. I don't remember. I mean, that must have been years Maybe it's ago. Just my memory. Huh? I've always remembered it being split like this. But yeah, it doesn't bother me. It makes sense. You know. Yeah, pretty cool. It give it gives you a reason to look forward to the next show for sure. Mm-hmm. Welcome folks to Monday Night Raw. The King of Kings. It is sold out and it is loud in here. But before we get into the fun, let's set some ground rules. Drafted on Friday, remaining half will be drafted here tonight. That title and its holder will be exclusive to Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar renegotiated his status as a free agent and thus can appear on any brand at any time. Let's get to drafting, are you ready? 
draft, Monday Night Raw selects SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. Okay, so here's another one where it's kind of like Rhea Ripley is going to, uh, wasn't she always on Raw? No, she was another one. She kind of bounced back and forth. Once she won the title, she became more lock in the SmackDown, though, I think. Yeah, I guess that's true because she's a SmackDown champion. I feel like I see on Raw a lot, yeah. though. I think when Judgment Day first got to where it is now, we used to see them more on Raw. But as time went on, they used to kind of bounce back and forth. Gotcha. But I mean, it officially means that her and Bianca are going to be swapping titles. Perhaps. We'll see what happens there. I mean, it makes sense. SmackDown selects Austin Theory. Wow, this went this went by super fast. Let's get back to Austin Theory. Because now the marks are sad. So now he can't be in the way. Aww. But, uh. Yeah, so the US title goes to SmackDown now. This is new because he's always been on Raw, right? Yeah, this one's new. That's interesting. That switches, the, that switches okay. it around. I don't mind that. Yep, good luck to him. To me, this is once again, Rollins stays on Raw, basically, right? Right, he's always been on Raw. <laughs> he's always been on Raw. Okay, great. The Queen Charlotte stays on SmackDown, right? Yeah. This, okay. this, this visit, Charlotte was on SmackDown, so yeah, she just stays there. So this started a little bit weak. It's not like the round the round four of SmackDown, which had a whole bunch of call-ups and, and shit things up. The main change here... Is Austin Theory to SmackDown? You know, when you really look at that, everything's yeah. more or less doesn't really shake things up too much, which I don't mind. I don't mind. They made proper, they made adjustments. That's what a draft should be. Yeah. A number of business. The Usos who did not win back their tag team titles from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Wouldn't that title look relevant around the waist, Roman Reigns? Three titles. Reigns can't compete for that title. You know what really is the worst about that? His face was glorious. I love that he said that just to piss the crowd off because that's been the running meme. Roman doesn't have to run for me anymore. You're a spoiler guy, though, right, Paul? I am going to win World Heavyweight Championship. Excuse you? I can't hear my tribal chief! Seth Rollins, you're pissing off your tribal chief. I can stomp his big bald head right down into it. And here comes the enforcer of the bloodline, 
insurance policy for Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Oh, Losikoa. Chief told me the following match will be confirmed for tonight. Seth Rollins against Solo. Solo, you want to fight tonight? You're on. <laughs> Being made official, Rollins one-on-one. -on -one. Images of the American Nightmare. Hey, listen, I know Rob's here, but it's a huge night, and I would love for it not to spiral into chaos. Please. <laughs> would have been like, so is that a yes or a no? Right, like you didn't confirm, motherfucker. <laughs> Because I really don't want anything to go wrong. I don't want to have to explain it. Yeah, I know you like to start some shit. Liv Morgan said she wants some more consistency in the women's tag team division in a recent shoot. And I was thinking to myself, but the team you're on is like one of the most inconsistent things about the whole fucking division. You used to be tag teaming with Rio. She used to be tag teaming with freaking Dakota Kai. <laughs> Pick one. As a weapon, unique offense from Living Raquel, women's tag champ here in That's really weird. That's probably exactly what she was talking about, though. Like, I had like 85 partners in the last two months. Like, we had pick so one many freaking partners. So many. Taking one for the team for damage control. Better watch out because Raquel has ideas. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, it's not to be. This was a very good match, though. Yeah, not bad at all. You know. Yeah, that chiropractor Dakota High Dakota Kai hits is nasty. <laughs> as much as people say the damage control loses momentum, they sure as hell win a lot. Look at them losing more momentum. Do you see the running theme of this episode is that the IWC doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about? Look, I know you know Cody's here, but it's a huge night, and if it's at all possible, I would love to keep the peace. Good luck with that. This is the last so is that a yes or uh Queen <laughs> Sherman with the first pick of the second round tag team champions Kevin Look at that Look So at there that. is a, a little specific detail with them in particular What's that Since they're undisputed tag team champions they can go between both shows, but the second they lose them, they're exclusive. They're exclusive to Raw. What if they lose them to someone on SmackDown? Then that SmackDown team, I, and I'm guessing that SmackDown team will be able to go back and forth. Interesting. I kind of so it seems like the title. If, if they stick with it, it seems like those titles are almost going to be like basically like a little cheat code out of the draft. I kind of thought that this draft to Raw would end the storyline between them and the Usos. You know, because not it would be over yeah, on Raw. Right, I guess not. At least for the time being. They might want to split those belts up again. Yeah. Make the Usos at some point wrestle for one of them. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I kind of like them with both belts, though. So I guess one show is going to go beltless, hopefully. We'll see. Either way, we mostly see them on SmackDown. So it's a big change for them to be on Raw. Oh yeah, very much. Jimmy and Jay, the they stay on fucking SmackDown, right? Isn't that where they always are? Yeah, I said. <laughs> what I did like about this one is they had the internet so 
up in arms. Like nobody, like nobody knew if the bloodline was splitting up. Nobody knew if they were staying together. It was like, oh, it looks like the bloodline's finally gonna fall. It's like, no, nah, they're gonna, they're all on the same show again. All that suspense just for them to wind. They knew what they were doing. Down. <laughs> like, there they are. They're all together. Finn Balor, Damian Priest. Look at that. Drafted to Raw. That's right. And Rhea's on Raw now too, right? Yep. Rhea's, uh, Rhea's going to be getting... Uh, I guess it's Bianca and, Bianca and Rhea going to swap titles soon. Yeah, she's on Raw too. So, so they, basically, they basically kept everybody together with this one. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio, the Judgment Day. The LWO stay on SmackDown. Isn't that where they are? Yeah. Yeah, so not really too much changes here either. What was the biggest change here then? Owens and Zayn, I guess, going to Raw? Yeah, that was the biggest one. And I mean, now this kind of, at least until probably Rumble or something, officially ends with the Ray and Dominic stuff for now. That's true. No more Ray Dominic. Because they're, they're both locked on to one show now. You notice Ray's feuds always end with the other guy being sent to a different show. That's what happened to him and Seth Rollins. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that, but that's true. The undisputed tag team champions KO and Sammy to Raw Usos to SmackDown 05. It's just getting even better now. Anyway. Tag team at Ron Strowman and Ricochet against Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis with Maxine Dupree. Did she drop her maximum male models? Is this her new group? No, I think she's still trying to recruit Otis. Well, it'd be funny if they get screwed out of this whole thing. It's like, sorry, no more maximum shit, male models. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. That is a high drop. They didn't want to double down on the DX. Nah, <laughs> can't do that. John Michaels and Adam Pierce. He's there to balance out the charisma. How does it feel? We cannot do this tonight. I've asked respectfully. If you won't leave, my gentlemen will help you leave. It's going to take a hell of a lot more men than that. He went and got a hell of a lot more. Look at that. <laughs> got more. Surprise. Yo, he hit him hard there. Yeah, he shoot pop that? rock. Did I hit there? Lesnar's nose got busted from that, from what I saw, too. Yeah, he got popped. You notice he kicked his hat? Oh, he got some, he got, that cat got some distance. He was like, he hated the hat just as much as Lesnar. You know what I love about Brock now? And I didn't realize I love it, and I hope it stays a consistent thing. What's that? Ace Brock wears a flannel and a cowboy hat. Heel Brock wears a duster. There you go. <laughs> 
Think we're gonna try this again, shall we? Liv Morgan and Rock. <laughs> the rage. There's an alternate oh, angle I wanted you to see of that. I love alternate angles. <laughs> the fucking kick, right? <laughs> it's something about him kicking the hat. I don't know. You can see how hard he hit him too, though, because Brock was bleeding after that. Oh. I hope you don't get a receipt for that, kid. Oh, it's coming. I think so. Too. We saw what happened to Braun that one time. Alrighty, think we're gonna try this again, shall we? Liv Morgan and Raquel. Ra so they will move to Raw. We mainly see them on SmackDown. Yeah. That works. Oscar, who wound up once again doing nothing of relevance on her Raw run, moves back to SmackDown. Yeah. <sighs> Good. I mean, you know, not going to really change too much there. Fresh scenery. She's been on Raw for a while anyway. New day to Raw. We mainly see them on SmackDown, so they swapped out around too. They mainly just did a lot of swapping your 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 Mondays and your Fridays around. Yeah. The New Day. Ridge Holland, Butch, and shit. The Brawling Brutes stay on SmackDown, where they always are, right? That's right. Okay, so this one, Liv Morgan and Raquel going to Raw is a big change. Oscar to SmackDown is a big change, and New Day to Raw is a big change. Three big changes, even though they're they don't I don't really feel like they'll impact things too greatly, you know. Yeah, so really only three people getting kind of a change of scenery this time around. Yeah. The brawling brute. New Day on Monday Night Raw, and Oscar on Friday Night SmackDown. Ladies, beware. This has been the greatest week ever, bros. And we all got drafted to Raw, so we can hang out together all the time, bro. Put the beats on Jimmy Uso, bros. Put the beats on Jimmy. Yo, look at his face. Whose face? There's so many different expressions here. Owens, he doesn't look like he wants to hang out all the time. <laughs> Sammy's like, all right, this is going to be cool. Oh, see, once again, it happened again. Sammy's saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get to hang out real. It's going to be nice. Oh, fucking Owens. Shit. <laughs> what, what, what I love about Owens in this shot is that he doesn't look upset or mad so much as he looks like he's looking into the future of hanging out all the time. Right. <laughs> I look at Owen's face. All I hear is ho ho Jimmy Uso, bros. Yeah. There you go. You know what All the time he wants to hang out. All the time. Kangaroos are back. Matt Riddle stopped it from happening. The question remains. Jimmy. Let's be honest, a one-on-one -on -one situation is likely to benefit. Can't pull out the occasional oh. W on your own. 
did him dirty. Solid stuff. Roton, but Jimmy got his knees up. Six man tag team action. Once again, no one helping the blood. Well, these two members of the quote unquote bloodline. Bloodline gold. Yeah. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Bloodline gold. For Jimmy Uso. Then I swear you're doing somebody's in the doghouse, they get golded. Yo, that final flash knee is gorgeous. How you gonna explain that one to Roman? You lost all three of them in the past one. You go to every brand and lose to the same people. Take out this clown, this bozo with big rubber nose and big floppy feet. New tribal chief wants you to take him out. How come he's always able to speak Samoan when, when he's in the room with Solo? Isn't that amazing? A Jewish guy that can speak Samoan whenever he's in the room with another Samoan? Like, how the fuck is that one? I've never heard that shit before. Now he, like, speaks that shit fluidly. You hear him? I was like, that's so strange. He was, like, straight up in that shit. Like, what? So what my mind is telling me is he does it with solo out of a sign of respect but because he, he doesn't he do it with do jimmy it. and jay again the fact that he can do it it's almost like he only has the talent in front of fucking solo That's like, that crazy shit, isn't it? he spoke that shit like it was his native tongue feet. new tribal chief wants you to take him out uh, one quick question for you. Yes, sir. While my brother right here won that ringside tonight. Solo's a little pent up this evening. He's been assigned by the tribal chief. We're going to keep Solo concentrated on his assignment from the tribal chief. After last Friday, I, I totally understand. Solo, let's, um, let's go over there. And it's okay. Okay. We'll go over there. Have a beautiful evening. Tribal chief loves you. Loves you. He goes. Oh, I don't think he does. You're no longer the favorite. Look at that. Easy E showing up on Monday Night Raw. Memories. I love you too. WWE Hall of Famer, Trish. So here's the thing Trish Stratus stays on Raw. That's the only show she's on. Yeah, that's the only place she's been appearing. Okay, so nothing really changed. I feel like I'm more interested than she was even drafted. Why? Just because, like, I, I guess it's like I'm still in the mentality of, like, yeah, she's a Hall of Famer. She'll be here for a little bit, and then she's gone. No, I think she's on the roster, man. Like, I got the impression she was here. Yeah, she's she here for the long ride. All right, I'm at it. Doomsday himself. Karrion Cross isn't he always on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah, since, since he's been back, yeah, he's been to SmackDown. But basically, those are two duds right there. Trish has always been on Raw. Karen has always been on SmackDown. Cross. Shayna Baszler, Ronda, Ronda. Now, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, this is when we would go, oh, this is a change. They're usually on SmackDown. That changes yeah, everything. Yeah, they, they've always been SmackDown. But to me, that changes nothing because all the other girls that they used to fake got, draft, got drafted to Raw. So that's going to mean the same shit. Didn't, didn't Liv and uh, Raquel go to, go to Raw? Yeah. That's mainly who they fight. 
They have more girls now, though. <laughs> and LA Knight stays on SmackDown. Yeah. So when they announced Karrion Cross drafted to SmackDown, USA Network tweeted, and they said, bummed. But to be fair, last time Cross was here, there was a helmet involved, so it's probably for the best for now. Right, trust me, that that was more for they they drafted Cross to SmackDown to avoid PTSD flashbacks. Okay, it's just funny that USA Network tweeted and sort of buried him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, take him. Last time he was on USA, motherfucker had a helmet and was job with the NXT title. It's best he not be back here again. Yeah. Pretty much. That's an interesting one. Ronda and Shane, Ronda and Shane were the only two who really moved shows. Freaking Rollins. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, please get up out of your seats. Nakamura! One of the most lethal strikers ever. Shinsuke, please have a seat. Now that you're on Raw, you have an opportunity to become the first ever heavyweight champion. Hi. 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 When Triple H said he's looking for a workhorse champion, he was talking about me. I am the epitome of a workhorse. See, we can help each other out. You need someone to watch your back. The face of Monday Night Raw, The Miz. I help you, you help me. What do you say? You have more experience than me. You are the guy of G-Sai. Kintama. Chi-Sai Kintama! What's it translate to? Uh, it means the guy with tiny balls. Ah, oh, not his balls again. <laughs> he got him again. It's starting to become my favorite running gag. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> There's no timetable when they go for it. Sold out crowd set to witness the Nigerian giant. This guy has a look on his face like he never even heard of Monday Night Raw. He doesn't know what's happening to him. Yo, you know what he looks like? What? He looks like. Somebody tried to upload an old Trent Beretta on Community Creations and didn't get it quite right. Wow. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw when I saw it. I was like, yo, somebody fucked up that Trent Beretta call. Like, look at that. But he looks like he's like, where <laughs> am, the I? Fuck am I? <laughs> That's the other dude buster. Who the fuck's the first dude buster? That dude was all dude, no buster. Oh, God. Oh. Fucking up the local talent. So much for that. 
that guy will go and become the fucking international champion in Impact or in, or in Dynamite or wherever. More draft picks. So Braun Strowman and Ricochet to Raw is a big change because they're always on SmackDown, right? Yep. Tank driving. Shotzi. Shotzi stays on SmackDown where she usually is. <laughs> Pretty much. The colossal Bronson, Bronson Reed stays on Raw where he usually is. Yeah. Elton Prince and Kit. Uh-oh. I thought they died. How the hell are they back to life? They only died in NXT's canon. They sleep with the fishes. It's the same canon. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Pretty deadly. That's the scene at the NXT Performance Center. How the move has changed here in Fort Worth. Oh, good for them. It is not going to be for the faint of heart. Eyes for tonight's first draft pick. Draft pick. Oh, Kaylin Croft. Right, damn. Is there really any doubt who the first draft pick would be, huh? The Judgment Day, we run Monday Night Raw. I got some bad news for Bad Bunny. My man Damien is going to tear Bad Bunny apart. Fluffy pieces of him all over Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny. I want you to listen to my words very carefully. Yo, man, that brings me back, man. You ever watch I Love Lucy? Man, <laughs> bad buddy, you got some splitting to do. <laughs> he did that Desi Arnaz. He, he did that fucking Desi Arnaz Ricky Ricardo when he catches Lucy. <laughs> Edmund, you know somebody that fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he used to go off? I want you to listen to my words very carefully. Ay, ay, ay. Backlash, you receive your punishment. I can't. He can't even speak. This was glorious. I can't. Don't you dare tell me I kid ain't over as a heel. <laughs> this is the last night. I'll get to embarrass my dad so they can run away and hide on Friday nights. Tom, no one's. My dad. So they... Yo, that's another one I have an alternate angle of. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Why does this have an alternate angle? <laughs> you can feel the energy from within the crowd. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> what do you mean, stupid look? Those are our regular faces. Exactly.
Yeah, hold on, let's go right around here. That is quite the heat this kid gets. Oh boy, out there doing it. On Friday nights. Tom, no one's running or hiding. We were selected. That's how the draft works. Yeah. <laughs> he said, are you stupid, son? Oh, yeah, he would have given you the chancla. chancla. That would be awesome, man. Right now. One last family throwdown. Give him the chancla. <laughs> Mommy's taller, Ray. Oh, Lucha. look at where she ate those ropes. Right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> The strength of Mommy, but Zelina Vega is quick. Experience. Here comes Santos Escobar. Priest, who is laser focused on Bad Bunny this Saturday. Oh, this is a good match. Priest, who was For sure. Here WWE have Escobar. Just looking to dominate, but Escobar a step ahead. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, good old Escobar. And also, don't forget, he's not here today, but he's there in spirit. This is your spiritual sign of Zima Isle. Yeah, we're thinking about him. He out here in spirit. Ray could be in trouble here. Ray is in. Oh no! Priest is a future champion if he plays his cards right. Man, I felt that way way before even the freaking judgment there. He's on a good path to it right now. That was nasty. <laughs> Held him up there for a second too. I'm standing by, hoping to get in a word with Cody Rhodes. And Cody, do you have a minute? Is Brock Lesnar in your head after everything that we just witnessed out there? Brock Lesnar is indeed in my head, and Brock Lesnar has been in my head ever since the night after WrestleMania. Now Brock has negotiated this free agent status. Brock Lesnar gets what Brock Lesnar wants. Twice last week, and here I am saying it again. But here's what we found out tonight. Doomsday bleeds. Brock Lesnar is human. You know what? Brock Lesnar doesn't even need to win this match with me. I'm the one that has to win at Backlash because if I don't, if I don't, the whole idea of finishing the story ceases to exist. I won't be in the back of the line. Not now. Not ever. Thank you. Solo Sokoa sent out with strict instructions. He's taking on Seth freaking Rollins. Bianca Belair. Bianca, what was your initial reaction to finding out that you were drafted to Friday Night SmackDown? It doesn't matter what brand I'm on. You know, as long as I'm able to represent the WWE Universe to the best of my ability, retaining the Raw Miss Championship this Saturday at Backlash. Because even though I rep blue now, I have nothing but love for Monday Night Raw. Empty. <laughs> handed. You should be interviewing the top three draft picks in the WWE. Actually, 
makes me sad, Bailey, is that I've always been extremely impressed with E.O. Scott. I just knew that she was going to be the unique, talented. I mean, I was excited to see what she was going to do next. But what did she go and do? She went and got herself influenced by two females that have done nothing but hold her back. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. Girl, uh-uh. You don't need to translate. We understand each other. Uh-oh, the Mac Militant. Holla, holla. JBL. Alpha Academy to Raw. That's a change because they're usually on SmackDown, right? Yep. Alpha Academy. The Meat Mountain. Rick Boogs is always on SmackDown. Yeah, but he has been separated, looks like, from Nakamura and Elias, I think so. Oh, well. Katana chance. That's a big deal. Look at that. They challenged for the NXT tag team titles for tomorrow night. But yet here they are getting drafted to the opposite brand as as I as Isla Dawn and uh You know her name. Alba Fire. Alba Fire. I keep forgetting a fucking changed name, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, but so regardless, they're coming to Raw. So. So no matter what, NXT winds up with no tag team titles tomorrow night because both of the teams that are competing for the NXT tag team titles, both are going up to Raw or SmackDown. So I guess they decided that that brand is not going to have titles for a while. Yeah, they have to do tournaments and stuff. And Caden Carter competing tomorrow night. Look at that. So it's going to be basically Raw versus SmackDown to decide where these titles go. On NXT. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Cameron Grimes, who's been missing in action. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm sold on that. I like it. I, I don't know why he's been kept off TV this whole time. You told me because they were because they were calling him up. His call up took longer than everybody else's. They must have called him. Right, it was so weird world. to keep him off TV for that long. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a drastic game changing round. Alpha Academy moves, Rick Booz gets separated, like you said. You get NXT call ups across the board, so I like it. Get across all of that main event time. Seth Rollins is going to solo Sokoa. In a banger! They're really trying to put, trying to break in Solo, huh? They must have big plans for this guy. They let him Solo has been fantastic since, since they, um, they brought him up. Yeah, they let him wrestle all the top stars. You know how Vince felt about Umaga, too. He loved them. Everybody loved Umaga and Creative. Yeah, it's Solo with the spinning image of Umaga, so it's not shocking he's getting the same treatment. Like, when's the last time we talked about a solo match and it wasn't in the main event? Like, those dudes. They threw him in the deep end. He immediately started swimming. Yeah, it's hard to believe he was ever a part of the NXT roster. Right, I almost don't even remember NXT solo. (laughs) At all. 
milliseconds away then. You know, King Quest said main event solo. Good lord. Yeah, really. Be careful, Jay. They're taking your job. Oh, his job. His job taken. <laughs> you know, they want you to sit in the trailer and eat that stuff. Solo gets all the mahi mahi. Yeah, no more mahi mahi. No more mahi mahi, just 7 Eleven. And that was not the end of the draft, but that was the end of Monday Night Raw. There were still some more draft picks after that, believe it or not, which we will get into. That is correct. But there was also, uh, I believe there was a dark match. I don't know if we have any footage over here. Let's see. I feel like we did have something with a dark match in it. It's funny that they would even have it's like the main event and the dark match being the same guy, right? <laughs> it was like a five minute match. I don't know if you want to see the whole thing. <laughs> You'll come out for him, but he won't come out for you. Know your place. Yeah, you're coming out for main event freaking solo. Commentary already packed their shit and went home. Right, get the fuck out. Is that it? Man, what else could happen? Of course. We all got to sing this <laughs> Who's that they kept in the ring? Was that Jimmy? Yeah, that was Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. compliment is he gonna get and uh, I'm actually not sure if Kevin likes me or not but let's give it up for one half of the world tag team champions Kevin Owen 
Oh, look at that. Well, that's how you send the fans home happy. Give it up for the other half of the world tag team champion, the one and only, Sammy Zayn. I need him too much they were singing <laughs> that in the streets of new york after one of the raws <laughs> hey loki hey what's up loki how you doing all right texas you know what to do Anyway, you get the point there, but dude, there was a there was a subway in Paris, and after one of the house shows, this was what was happening on the subway. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can you imagine not knowing who Seth Rollins is? You think there's a fucking cult? <laughs> like, what the fuck's happening? I'd run, right? Are they all gonna jump on the tracks? What the fuck? Like, it must be weird. Like, you saw that old woman. Like, the first shot is an old woman standing. She must have no idea. She must think everyone's possessed <laughs> by the devil. You just see a whole bunch of people walk out of the same entrance. Oh. Oh. Tell me I'm not going to fucking run some old white ladies in there throwing holy water everywhere. The power of Christ compels you. Woman's going to have nightmares now, boy. <laughs> it was going to be like, real awkward to not be a wrestling fan pretty soon. No one's going to know what, they, what she's talking about. Her, her kids are going to be like, what do you mean you saw a fucking cult? No, we checked the news. There were no cults. Nothing going on weird. That's some no wrestling event. You didn't fucking see that shit? No. Business as usual. A cult. So they went, they went to Raw Talk. They did they did Talking Smack and Raw Talk. We're going to talk about all of the uh, all of the drafts, but they did Raw Talk, and there was another recruitment over there. Incredible night for NXT, and I'm now joined by the newest addition to the SmackDown roster, Grayson Waller. Grayson, what's going through your mind right now? You know, I'd love to come here and say, I can't believe it. I would love to tell you that I've thought about this moment since I was a little kid, and I never thought I'd be here. But the truth is, I'm not surprised! I was born to do this. What I am surprised about is the fact that it took this long for Raw or SmackDown to draft me. You got these people cheering me behind me like they're my friends. You think you got me here? I got me here! And I'm a very dangerous man, Mackenzie. The only man more dangerous than that is Grayson Waller with a chip on his shoulder. And right now, I've got the biggest chip that exists. Well, we got to celebrate, right? And as an Australian, there's only one way to celebrate properly. Cheers. 
That is yeah. fucking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's on the background to the far I don't know. <laughs> left? To the far left. Not the person to the furthest, but in the middle. Because they don't like that shoe. You know, when you look at there's a lot of people that are not happy about him drinking out of the shoe. But look at the far left there. <laughs> look at he everybody. He really did that shit. Yes, bitch. He really did. You can tell she doesn't watch UFC because she's never seen that done before. Like, that is a thing. That's an Aussie thing. Freaking out of the shoe. Yo, everybody's faces, they're just not having it, man. That is the Grayson Waller effect. God. Hey, look, it's the guy who just touched a woman in the middle. I really like Grayson Waller, man. I think this is good. Oh, he's up happy for him. It's a shame he never became uh he never became an NXT world champion, huh? He just got bumped up to fucking SmackDown. That's it. But I guess he does give him some kind of credit. He was good enough to get called up without it. Very cool. Very, very cool. Smackdown. Not Smackdown. I don't know why. This Raw from Fort Worth, Texas Dixie. Dickies. Don't want to get it wrong. Dickies Arena. Scored 1.778 million viewers. 0.56 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Down, surprisingly, from the previous week's 1.815,000 million viewers. With the same 0.56 in the 18 to 49 demographic, though. Hmm, surprising. Now we can talk about the draft in general because not all of the call-ups were announced here somewhere on Talking Smack or Smack Talks, whatever the fuck it is, somewhere on Raw Talks. Yeah, supplemental draft picks. So right now for the SmackDown roster, we have Roman Reigns, Edge, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Jimmy and Jey Uso, Solo Sokoa, Rey Mysterio, uh, Austin Theory with the U.S. title, uh, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, L.A. Knight, Butch, Karrion Cross, Montez Ford, Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, Joaquin Wilde, Cruz de Toro, Angelo Dawkins, Luke Gallows, Ashante Diodonis, Carl Anderson, Top Dollar, Elton Prince, Kit Wilson, and Grayson Waller. Those are all the, the SmackDown men's roster people. Yeah, nice Mark Ross that they got there right now. SmackDown. SmackDown. Let's see here. SmackDown women's roster. Bianca Belair as the Raw Women's Champion, even though she's on SmackDown also, like you said, they have to swap belts. Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Oscar, and Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Zelina Vega, Meechin, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, Shotzi. Uh, Lacey Evans, Scarlett, B-Fab, Tamina. And that's pretty much it for the SmackDown female roster. So that's everybody on SmackDown. So the Raw men's roster. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. The undisputed tag team champions of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Matt Riddle, Bronson Reed, Nakamura, Braun Strowman, Ricochet. Damon Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor. Judgment Day basically 
Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, the New Day, Chad Gable and Otis Alfred Academy, The Miz, the IC Champion, Gunther, Giovanni Vinci, and Luke Wickheiser, basically Imperium, Man- Mansoor, Mace, Eric, Ivar, Viking Raiders, Apollo Crews, Dexter Loomis, JD McDonough, Odyssey Jones is somebody who they didn't announce publicly. He was called up from NXT. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Veer Mahan, Sangha, once again called up. Yep, in this year's here. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, Akira Tozawa, Riddick Moss, back to Riddick Moss, Madcap Gimmicks over. They were also called up. So those are all the raw people. And then you have finally the, the, the Raw Women's roster with the SmackDown Women's Champion Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, the Women's Tag Team Champions of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, the NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell, Natalia, Candice LeRae, Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, Zoe Stark is another call-up. So Zoe will be on Raw, Valhalla's, Katana Chance, Caden Carter called up to Raw, Maxine Dupree, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Piper Niven, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, Emma, all called up to Raw as well. And then you got the free agents, people that have not yet to be selected to either show. Brock Lesnar, Omas, Von Wagner, who's no longer on NXT, but can be on Raw or SmackDown, Mustafa Ali. Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Zion Quinn, no longer on NXT, but could be on Raw or SmackDown, and Apollo Crews. The announcers also swapped around. Samantha Irvine has gone from SmackDown to Raw. Mike Rome has gone from Raw to SmackDown. The main reason behind this is because Samantha Irvine and Ricochet are engaged to be married. WWE has been going out of the way to keep couples together. Which is the reason why uh, you had the Street Profits and Bianca all move together. And apparently they all knew ahead of time that they were going to be moving. Then you yeah, have the people... only people who didn't know were basically any of the NXT call-ups. Mm-hmm. Then you have the people that were not assigned, not free agents, or just not anything anywhere. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Big E, Logan Paul, Alexa Bliss, Uncle Howdy. Tommaso Ciampa, Shanky, R-Truth, Robert Roode, Aaliyah, and Carmelo were not assigned to any brand and also were not listed as free agents. So those are wrestlers that are just in limbo at this point. I hear that for yeah. Bray Wyatt, they got a new writer to be working on his stuff. I guess whenever he gets over whatever he's getting over. We know Randy Orton has the back thing. Big E has the neck thing. Logan Paul, I'm not sure why he's not branded yet. Alexa Bliss, I have no idea what's happening with her. Uncle Howdy, we have no idea what's happening with him. Same. Champa's injured, right? Um, yeah, so same with uh, Robert Roode. Like, we probably won't see Roode till like 2024. Yeah, yeah. And Shanky, um... I don't know what happened with him. Our truth, no idea. Ali has been frustrated. I've been seeing her on Twitter. Truth is still injured. Yeah, and like I said, Ali has been frustrated. I've seen her on Twitter frustrated. And I don't know what. The, oh, oh, Carmelo, right? I didn't. I don't have the clip here, but I, I chose not to grab it. But I saw Carmelo breaking the news to her stepkids that she's pregnant, and all of them hugging and shit. So Carmelo is pregnant. Yeah. Good for her. And that is the WWE 
2023 draft coverage. Hey. And, I know, and I know people were complaining. Oh, I didn't like this year's draft. No teams were split up or nothing. It's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard people say. Like, you don't want teams to be split up for no reason. You know? You know what makes it even funnier, though, to hear that be the, one of the things people complain about? That usually they're going the other way and they complain when teams do get split up? I was about to say, yes, get out of my head. They were going to complain if the teams got split up. <laughs> I can't believe they split up the Street Profits. But they kept everything more or less the same. They shuffled things just enough so that you get different matchups, which is fine. Yeah. They shuffled things enough that you didn't split anybody up, but you get different matchups. Certain things are going to be different. Uh the show in the case of the, the mid card titles, Raw and SmackDown are gonna get new gonna get non new belts. Like we now know who the new WWE World Heavyweight Champions show is gonna represent. Like, yeah, there's nothing really wrong about I mean the only complaint I could even have about the draft is the same complaint I have every year. If somebody's basically gonna be on the same show, you don't really need to announce it. Exactly, and that's just more of like a and that the and the only the only the thing they did to kind of make that at least a little bit more okay this year was like I said on the website they, they basically wiped all the rosters so they basically canonized it like hey nobody's on any show so at least they tried to add like some kind of a logic behind it but yeah there was really no problem with the draft I always feel like in past drafts they do such a drastic change that they spent half of the year trying to fucking fix all of the storylines and get adjusted again this is the right. first draft i've seen where they change things just enough so that it's a draft and makes proper adjustments but nothing's broken you know like it's fine it's a good draft man yeah this was good the fuck did they want you know i thought it was great the IWC at this point is just becoming like an inconvenience in life because like all they do is complain when something doesn't go one way and then when they go back and do it the other way they complain that they didn't keep it the way they wanted to because they wanted it that way. They don't know what the fuck they want. Like, like At this point I want as many things to happen just to see them get more pissed off. I want to see Roman Reigns be champion until 2080 because they won't like it. It's like shut the fuck up and watch the show. Yeah, really. Like it, it, it won't hurt anything. <laughs> Just shut up and watch it. Everything's gonna be perfectly fine. We're still gonna enjoy it. They don't know what they're doing, man. Like holy like, fuck, it's too busy bitching that teams didn't get split up and not spending enough time being happy for people like Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Forget JD McDonough and Zoe Stark are all getting to be on their dream shows, but you guys are sitting there like, oh, they didn't split up the bloodline. They're gonna get the cheat again. People don't get to choose when they're born, so it's almost hard for me to hold this against them, yet I have to. The reality of the situation is that, like, as somebody who's been here from the first draft for every single draft, I don't think a lot of these people that are complaining have been around long enough to, to be able to gauge or distinguish what, what I guess, makes a good draft versus a bad draft. You know what I mean? Like, they, don't, they haven't been through any bad drafts, really. They've been through mediocre drafts. They've been through mad drafts. You know, but everybody needs to stop acting crazy about this. Like, good lord. 
If you don't, we're just gonna me and share you and make fun of you on here, then you'll really be pissed off. That's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'll give you a reason to be mad. Don't play with me. a mouthful of something to say let the guys know be sure to like us on facebook follow us on twitter and subscribe to us on youtube talkbrunch.com i guess it's time to talk about uh naomi slash trinity fatu she out here making moves. She's made some decisions with her life. Let's see what we got here. So she debuted, as you know, obviously, she debuted on uh, Impact Wrestling. We talked a little bit about it last week. The footage of it actually happened today. It actually came up today, so we can take a quick look and just get general highlights of what Trinity Fatu's uh, impact debut looked like. She actually did a news story here. They have so many different things with her. Let's start with the news story. Trinity and I have arrived at Impact Wrestling. It felt really good. Um, you know, it's scary when you're away for a while and um, you do come back not knowing what the reaction is going to be, if you're going to be missed, if, you know, fans still care, if they still remember. So um, I was extremely nervous about that, but uh, Chicago reassured me that uh, they still got love for your girl. I, I did. Um, That's she got emotional. Tears, but um, it just felt so good being back in wrestling and um, being with Impact in a place where I feel so welcome. And um, just for the, the opportunity and just receiving all the love, it was uh, very, very overwhelming. And I really felt it in my heart. Like, I really did. I couldn't even hide the emotion. I think it, it took a little while for me to figure figure things out i've been wrestling 14 years now and then uh one day everything everything just changed and i felt like my my whole world was turned upside down and things were shuffled around and um i took a took a little time to just process everything and um really sorted out what i wanted to do where i wanted to be um i chose impact because i really truly believe that it is one of the best women's division uh, the history of it um, I've been watching these women for years from afar and I've always admired the talent here so um, that was once I made that decision that's what I wanted to do I went after it and, and now I'm here you know, for her, you know? time 
it was very scary. I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like it was a, a blessing in disguise. Um, I feel that it's allowed me to to grow and become better in every way, in, in every aspect. Um, um, it showed me how strong I really am. And now I've got this just new journey ahead of me, these new goals. Um, and I'm excited and, and ready to step into this new this new chapter. I'm here. I didn't leave y'all. Um, your your inspiration, your your tweets, your comments. It was everything that I that I needed to literally kick out and get my butt back in the ring. So thank you. I'm here for you guys, and I just want to continue to glow and make you proud. Come back and see us tomorrow night. We'll also be here July 28th and 29th, and you can catch us in October for Bound for Glory on the 21st and the 22nd. Yeah, so this all right. Mhm. Yeah, she she made a big debut. So let's see here. First of all, let's get our music back. I turned it off for for us to hear that. So here's her wrestling debut, just to see what her entrance and everything. Actually, might as well just kill them. Then want to hear her entrance music and stuff. <laughs> Jadine Williams did her music. That's what she collaborated with. The energy in the room is off the charts. I am so excited to see Trinity in an impact wrestling ring. I have shared locker room. I have shared the ring with this incredible, incredible woman, this incredible athlete. And I am so damn happy to see her in the impact zone. That's way better than her old entrance music. That I hate. Yeah. And I hated that shit. And you can see it on the face of every fan in Chicago. You can wow. That's one hell of an entrance. Right? That's what a hell of a reaction. It's like a money entrance.
to reintroduce myself. I am Trinity, and I have arrived in Impact Wrestling! If you get what you want, a shot at my Knockouts World Championship, and truthfully, I hope that you do, let me make one thing perfectly clear, Trinity. When you step in the ring with the virtuosa Diana Perrazzo, that's not something you can just walk out on. Jordan Grace looks terrifying now. Jordan Grace. As if this situation couldn't get any more explosive. It seems you two got business to handle at under siege. Just know that I'll be waiting. And whichever of you two are champion, let's dance. The best women's wrestling division on the planet just got turned up to 11. Trinity has sent shockwaves through Impact Wrestling. But she is focused on one thing. What goes down between Grace and Perrazzo for the Knockouts World Championship and Under Siege. No matter who walks out as champion, they will have one of the toughest challenges of their career ahead of them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Impact Post Show. I'm Tom Hannafin, joined by the Drama King, Matthew Raywalt. The fans are making their way out of the Cicero Stadium here in Chicago, Illinois, after I said it multiple times, a milestone night in the history of Impact Wrestling. Trinity has arrived. I mean, I had goosebumps that entire last moment of, no, of the broadcast. I still do. I still it's such a weird announce team. It's fucking Aiden English and uh, <laughs> Face Fuck Phillips, right? <laughs> I haven't forgotten, Tom. <laughs> we remember. I'm so. I said it on broadcast. I'll say it again. I'm so happy to see her here. I can't wait to see what she does. All of this moving around the knockouts world. But we're gonna get in all of it. That's pretty cool. I like it, man. She tweeted out and she said, J. Dean Williams, he's the brains behind my new interest music. I simply told him what I felt and wanted, and he created exactly that. Really I well love done. that that's the first time in I don't know how long that she wasn't just somebody's partner. Like, the attention was on just her and only her. Very well done. Big acquisition yeah. for Impact as well, former WWE Women's Champion. Exactly. That's big. Very, very solid. 
Yeah, good luck to her. So she had her first wrestling match, I believe, because they do tapings there. You know how that, oh, I don't know how fully how it works, but they stack a whole bunch of shit together. Yeah, they do. They do quite a bit of uh, amount of TV in one taping. Yeah, which is, I don't know, like, I guess that's one of the benefits. We talked about it last week, but that's one of the benefits to this entire thing. Yeah, talent doesn't get burnt out so easy that way. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So let me see here, because we have a couple of things I wanted to show you. Because she spoke about it. She was on Busted Open Radio. I grabbed something from there and on TMZ, where she finally opens up about why she left WWE. Well, there's a few of them, so bear with me. She's been all over the damn place. (laughs) Here. I didn't leave y'all. I thought I saw you get a little bit emotional, too. I did. Trinity, period. Period. I've been wrestling 14 years now. I definitely got to bring some new heat for these knockouts. It was very scary, but I I feel like everything happens for a reason. I am so excited. I was just telling you that I had a nosebleed because I was so excited. But out there, it was absolutely wild. Everyone was chanting Trinity, Trinity. They were saying, feel the glow. I mean, how was it like out there? Um, It felt really good. Um, You know, it's scary when you're away for a while and um, you do come back not knowing what the reaction is going to be, if you're going to be missed, if, you know, fans still care, if they still remember. So um, I was extremely nervous about that. But uh, Chicago reassured me that uh, they still got love for your girl. I thought I saw you get a little bit emotional, too. I did! Gosh. I did. Um, I was trying to hold back the tears, but um, it just felt so good being back in mm-hmm. wrestling and um, being with Impact in a place where I feel so welcome. And um, just for the, the opportunity. Yeah. And just receiving all the love, it was uh, very, very overwhelming, and I really felt it in my heart. Like, I really did. I couldn't even hide the emotion. So walk me through that journey. So you've been in this indefinite hiatus, and then after almost a year, you chose Impact Wrestling to be your new home. Why Impact Wrestling, and why now? Um, I think it, it took a little while for me to figure figure things out. I've been wrestling 14 years now, and then... Uh, one day everything everything just changed and I felt like my, my whole world was turned upside down and things were shuffled around and um, I took a, took a little time to just process everything and um, really sorted out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Um, I chose Impact because I really truly believe that it is one of the best women's yeah. division, uh, the history of it. Um, I've been watching these women for years from afar and I've always admired the talent here. That was once I made that decision, that's what I wanted to do. I went after it and, and now I'm here. I am Trinity and I've arrived in Impact Wrestling! So you go by Trinity, period. Period. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
like it. I think it's a I great it name. <laughs> I love it too. And um, what better time to to really step into who I really am? Um, so you know what? I was just like, Trinity's the name. So 2022 was such a pivotal year for you for in your 14 years of career. Sasha Banks and Naomi let us all down. Walked out of the arena prior to their match on Monday Night Raw. We haven't had anything like this. How does that experience shape how you approach this next chapter of wrestling career? Um, it, it, it changed a lot. Um, but I, I feel that, um, you know, at the time, it was very scary. But I, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I feel like it was a, a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that it's allowed me to, to grow and become better in every way, in, in every aspect. Um, um, it showed me how strong I really am, and now I've got this just new journey ahead of me, these new goals, um, and I'm excited and, and ready to step into this new this new chapter. So yeah, that one's cool. Right? Like I said, I know she talks a little bit more about her departure in WWE, because you know how they are, they're gonna sing like canaries once they're freaking <laughs> free. So man, if that ain't the truth. I can't wait for her to do a full podcast on what she went through. That's uh, gonna be a party. Mm hmm So what do you think so far, like of her look, the vibe, everything that you're getting from this? She feels she looks like she doesn't feel like she has to put on as much of an act. Like it feels like it's just her now. I see that. Like yeah. she looked very she looked extremely comfortable. It didn't look like she had to force anything. It just looks like she's got to go out there and just go. Yeah, that is true. Less pressure. That's one of the first things that we always hear. It's just the less oh, yeah. pressure. It's going to be interesting to see because she has quite the interesting little a bunch of knockouts she's going to get to work with now. So, Yeah, and that could give her exposure to stuff because Impact's always working with places like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're always working with places like AEW. Yeah. yeah God help her if they start working with places like Stardom. So that's going to always give her like a little bit of uh, the experience she needs. Like she has somewhat of an expanded roster. Ironically, by leaving WWE, you somewhat wind up with an expanded roster of people that you could work with. Right. I'll go figure. But here's, let me see here. This is, I believe this is a clip from her first wrestling match that she had at those same impact tapings. She looks really solid. Oh yeah, girl, looking good. We have so much freaking stuff from her. I'm sorry, guys, if it's getting lost in translation here. <laughs> She's been a busy bee this week, so. Yeah, really. I'm trying to sort through all of it, but that's how many files we have. Called Trinity Fatu. <laughs> okay, so here's one that she talks about on her leaving WWE. Doors are open for me everywhere. 
mm-hmm. literally everywhere. But I truly feel like impact is the best choice for me at this point in my in my life right now with what I want to do. It's where I'll be happiest and yeah. most utilized and really get to um, grow in the ways that I, I feel that I need to right now. Um, yeah. On this on this wrestling journey. Had all of this stuff never happened, um, there's no way I would have took that that leap. That's what I meant when I said, you know, everything is like a, a blessing in disguise. Because I was really going through a lot and um, just felt very stagnant and I wasn't happy. I left that day because of the way I was talked to and handled. Mm-hmm. And it just, everything kind of just broke me that day. Um, had nothing to do with anything else, anybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, that was just, that was just it. I had to, yeah. to go through all the, the backlash and the, the negativity mm-hmm. and the, the, the lies and, and the rumors. And then to also kind of just feel lost. It mm-hmm. really, it, it it broke me. It it was probably the lowest I've ever felt in my life. But going through that, it made me, um, you know, reset and, and face it head on and, and figure out how to uh, learn from this experience, um, grow from it, and uh, just find myself again yeah. in, in, in all of it. And yeah. so I'm, I'm extremely happy now and uh, really thankful for this, this opportunity to kind of show that um, you, my, you haven't seen me at my best yet. So basically, yeah, what she said, what we heard when she first left, the way that they spoke to her, we heard was a problem. Her, they basically got yelled at. And she didn't say it exactly, but she said the way I was spoken to. You know? Yeah basically pushed her away to want to leave yeah it's something that i first saw you know and last stop with her is uh tmz see something here wow this is disorganized today just because of the amount of stuff my apologies again (laughs) It's all good in the hood. I normally don't have a thousand files named Trinity Fatu. But yeah, overall, like I said, I'm really happy. That's the first time I've seen her and I and I felt that she had like a larger than life presence, you know? Yeah, she looked like that could have been the end of the show and nobody would have complained. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like it's about just her. No, but no sidekick, no nothing. Just her. Thank you for the follow. Much appreciated for the follow there. So I found the TMZ one here. Here we go. How are you doing today? Everything, uh, it, it gave me that extra boost that I needed to, to really follow through and do it because I was so scared. I was so like, at one point I was literally thinking like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? You know what I mean? But um, just Mercedes being there, she was there with me the, the entire weekend. Um, just, just helping me, helping me pick out my outfits, talking to me, talking me through things, um, buying glow sticks, like, <laughs> um, 
she was just so incredible. And to have her there, I felt like I can't let everyone came, you know, to support me. I got to show up. I got to deliver. I got to kick out. I got to do this. I can do this. Um, you know, believe that I'm going to be okay and that I'm going to do well. And then she surprised me, didn't tell me Tamina was coming. So like right before my match, Tamina comes walking, walking in and I turned around and I just start crying because I'm just like, man, this is so like, it's so incredible for everyone to stop what they're doing in their lives to come all the way here you know, because they believe in me that much. It made me, you know, believe in myself a little more. And then to see him pump showed, showed up and he comes in and it was really cool to see him. He gives me a, a big hug and just knowing that he was there to and got to see me. Um, it was, it was also surreal. And then Manny being there and helping me with ideas. And I just had so much love and support. It was unbelievable like so surreal and i'll never forget it and it is really uh, that was all i needed to, to go out there and turn on it was it was oh yeah you know it doesn't sound like everybody said she was following sasha around it doesn't sound like that at all to me nope not at all i'm glad that she clarified everything that she was going through good for her you know Oh, for sure. Cody Rhodes? I think you mean Cody Rhodes. Who's better, Cody Rhodes or, or Mandy Rhodes? Ah, oh, I get it. That was a terrible joke. That's like a dad joke. He switched the last names. Oh. <laughs> dad joke. But anyway, there's the link for you guys. <laughs> Freaking Sasha Banks was in the crowd during Trinity's match. She was practically in disguise. <laughs> she was undercover. You seen the shot of her? I see. Look at that. <laughs> and she was really. <laughs> well, she doesn't want anybody to see her. They want anybody marking out. Yeah. And that brings us to CM Punk. Fucking Punk. Fucking huh? Punk showing up at Impact now. No one really caught wind of this, but this really started when he showed up at New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's the first place he showed. Remember they were having New Japan Pro Wrestling and he showed up in the crowd? Yeah. And then he showed up at Raw, and now he's showing up at Impact. He's making the round. It's just that no one really picked up on it when it was New Japan. It's the most uneventful Easter egg I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so they said that, that according to PW Insider, CM Punk got to speak to several people on the Impact roster. Uh, and he was well-received, and he spoke to a lot of talent. They got to tell him, which is one of the things with Punk, they got to tell him how much he impacted their careers a lot of these people this is their childhood hero you gotta remember how old good old mr phil brooks is you know they said that uh he spoke with over a du he, he played a round of uno when he was back there uh you know he just spoke to about a dozen impact wrestlers 
he uh they said that he was uh he had words for a couple of wrestlers that he met there and everyone said he was really pleasant and in a good mood and happy to be there Jordan Grace apparently also took a picture of him I think yeah I think he saw he uh, he took a picture with Jordan Grace and I know she got some heat for her right yeah But yeah, he was just there. There were no plans for him to come back and do anything. This was the first time that he showed up in 19 years at Impact, nine years in WWE. God, yeah, he was still blonde when he, when he first wrestled for Impact. And after Jordan TNA Grace, at the time. Yeah, and after Jordan Grace got the heat, she said, I, you know, this is like, I'm a wrestling fan first. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to take a picture with my childhood hero because of some discourse on the internet. And I gotta agree with her there. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't have anything to yeah. do with that. If CM Punk's there and she's a wrestler, why mess that up? Because something on someone on the internet doesn't like it. Fuck you. Be the same mark. Be like Jordan Grace. Can you sign my chest? Really? And CM Punk apparently looks very different underneath these caps that he's wearing. You notice that? Yes. That is how he looks. I don't know why. Why is that how he looks? He looks how he's been acting. (laughs) Like a sad, sad old man, right? No, he doesn't look like that anti-establishment fucking skater kid lifestyle at all. (laughs) <laughs> when you really look at it, right? This is a funny picture. Oh, you look, you're going into a law firm right now. <laughs> yeah. Jacoby and Punk. What the hell's going on here? And again, according to Wade Keller and PW Torch, Jericho and Punk didn't meet last Friday. And, uh, you know, I guess talks weren't good. We're hearing that he's not doing anything for WWE Impact. He's still planned to do stuff with AEW in June, like it or not. I shall endure if I have to. You shall endure. But if he gets hurt again, I don't want to hear nobody else say nothing. John Moxley, on the other hand, is going overseas because he's going to be coming to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion event. Well, maybe this is none of my business, but maybe I want to make it my business. A storm is coming to Japan. The Jeff Ryder. How y'all gonna go and pick up my young boy like that? At Dominion, the boogeyman of New Japan Pro Wrestling returns. That's pretty cool. Yep, Death Rock is coming to Dominion. Yeah, lucky us. So this is 
October 21st. This is going to be in Long Beach, California. So it's like he's going to have to really travel overseas, actually. Yeah, actually, so, well, wait, this is, there's, there's May 21st. Okay, that makes more sense. I was thinking, God damn, that would have been far out. This is his first match <laughs> since October of 2021. But yeah, so it's May 21st. It's only a couple of short weeks. That's pretty cool. His opponent hasn't been Very named. Wonderful. So we don't know exactly what's going to be happening. As far as that goes, uh, yes, we don't really know too much, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, hopefully, that is for sure. Hopefully, he doesn't bleed all over the place. Nah, they don't do him like that in Japan. Yeah, right. Well, actually, you're right. They don't. Most of the time, they right? Yeah, let's say I've seen him bleed all of like once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we do have to talk about NXT. He's correct. NXT is a meaty one. This is episode six hundred and seventy-nine. And it starts with a North American title match. Wesley with Tyler Bate defending against Drew Gulak with Charlie Dempsey. I love the mix of styles in this. Yeah, it was pretty cool. No complaint. NXT is an interesting brand, right? It's like. It, it's so self-sustaining no matter who they have in there you know they, they they don't really feel like they've lost as many people in the roster as they have at least yet but also what's cool about it is uh the way they have nxt level up formatted they could just fill in the gaps with guys from there yeah they do have quite a few people on level up yeah so like that the draft really didn't hurt them it's just like now they just have to kind of like okay if you've been working your ass on level up here's your chance yeah, pretty much. Drew Gulak is an interesting choice for somebody to have on here. You know, like I've said before, the shame the things that work out for him in the main roster. The closest he got was when he was teaming with Brian Danielson. Yeah. See, Drew Gulak was no longer canon after Danielson left. Yeah, pretty much. They were like, no, we're going to give you good Drew Lack. That, that shitty Drew Lack isn't real. <laughs> that should be what they call him, Drew Lock. <laughs> Run has been insane with him. Mm-hmm. Damn right it has been. The future is difficult to predict. That's why we allow the spirits to navigate us. And now, our imminent direction is towards Friday Night Smackdown. This is our final night in NXT, but one last unholy seance to commence. (laughs) Caden Carter and Katana Chance, you've been the staples of this tag team division, the torchbearers for so long, but tonight, we extinguish your final flame. We are taking our tag team titles with us to SmackDown. And in doing so, we will set the fate for not just SmackDown, but all three brands. Tonight, 
we leave these hallowed grounds where we first went to war, where we first came together as one. We leave NXT not in the light, but in darkness. <laughs> Good promo. Oh my god, I'm so excited for them. Like they're really good. Excellent. So let's get right to business. Everyone saw what happened last week with Brian Breaker. I'm not gonna lie, he put my brother in the hospital. And Melo still banged up tonight. But y'all know, just like I know, that Melo is a fighter. And I've known it since day one. I ain't talking about day one that I went to NXT. I'm talking about day one back in high school. That's right. Trick and Melo went to the same high school. You're his Jazzy Jeff. W.J. Keenan High School. I transferred in. <laughs> I was talking for the ladies. I ain't gonna lie. But I also looked around and said, who am I gonna hang with? Who am I gonna roll with? Who am I gonna get buckets with? And game recognized game. I remember sitting at the lunch table. The nasty ass sloppy joes wasn't the only thing that was being created. Trick Mellow Game also was being created. And that's why Mellow is my brother, and we'll, no one will ever get Why is this crowd responding like if this is church? Because when a brother spitting his sermon, you say preach. Last week, I moved Mellow out the way to take Bronze Spear. It was a knee jerk reaction. I didn't think twice about it, it just happened like that. And I would do it again if I need to. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, tricking Melo like Shaq and Kobe. We all know Melo don't miss. But when he does, we all know I'm coming down with the rebound. And that's why I promise you at Battleground. Trick! Trick! We know who the tough guy is in Trick and Mellow Gang. Because last week I speared you and I put you in the recliner and you're still out here. Last week I also speared Mellow through the stage and I put him in a hospital. Sounds so much like a Steiner now. It's terrifying. So I guess Battleground is going to be a lot easier than I thought, huh? Well, so let me get this straight. Are you saying right now that you are accepting Melo's challenge for Battleground? Let me be clear, right? The last <laughs> thing that I want to ever do is represent these stupid-ass people ever again! <laughs> no, he goes in, it's crazy. One, I don't like the idea of Carmelo Hayes having the NXT Championship. Two, I have the unique opportunity of humiliating Carmelo Hayes in his home city in front of all of his fans, all of his friends, and in front of his family. That is what gets my attention. So, I want you to relay the message for me, pal. Tell him. Appreciate it, Shaq. Give him Chainmail and his dad and his dad's dog jacket. Make him a combination of both, right? That's all they're missing at this point. Like, fuck's sakes. But you also blindsided me. I say we handle this like men. There's only one man standing in this ring. I already put Carmelo in the hospital. I'd hate to do the same thing 
to his mouthpiece. Ah. You ain't about to fight no mouthpiece. Your super ten ass gonna need a mouthpiece. Don't forget, I'm Trick Willie, the one with the gift of the gab and the gift of the jab. You just mad that the people never loved you like they love Trick and Mellow Gang. Yeah. They yeah. didn't. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you get on out of here, you keep running your lip if you want to. I'm gonna knock that tan off you till you're black and blue. Believe that. You wanna do this right now, huh? Right now. You like I you want, want it, right the now. people want it. Yeah, yeah, do the want damn it. thing. Guess what? Doesn't matter what you want. Doesn't matter what they want. I'm calling the shots, all right? Here's what we're gonna do. We'll do it next week. We call it a preview of NXT Battleground because I am gonna break you in half. Trick not backing down. Yeah. On being drafted to Monday Night Raw. Tonight you have your last match on NXT against Dragon Lee. Kenzie, I waited 21 years to become Monday Night McDonough. That is a long time. I got a two decade sized chip on my shoulder that I'm bringing with me to Raw. So you better believe all the heavy hitters, they're going to be cheering. JD, that is so good to see you. Huh? Congratulations. But listen, I need a favor. For old time's sake, tonight against Dragon Lee, I need you to. Proper kneecap, rip a ligament. Make sure he doesn't walk out here so he stays away from my heritage cup. Deal, for, for old time's sake, mate. No, I'm my slimy, sneaky, slithering, stubborn little mate. I know you, all you care about is that heritage cup. It's probably why you never gave me a shot at it. So I have some advice for you. Stay away from me, because if you don't, if you piss me off, I will take that Heritage Cup with me to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> That's a good threat. I think it's trophy. You have to tune in on Mondays to see this shit again, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so... There, there's a bit of a botch during this match, right? Yeah! Someone gets busted open hard way, as you'll see here. So pretty bad, too. I don't even know what the spot was that did it. These two have that Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly feud going, right? They're fucking each oh, other up. the dog shit out of each other. Nobody's scared to do some crazy shit. They've both gotten a lot better since when they were originally in uh, Toxic Attraction together with Mandy Rose, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. No call up for either one, though, huh? Not staying down in NXT for a little bit. I guess we can't fill the whole roster. Hey, see, look at that. Oh, God damn. That's brutal. Walk your ass in front of your brother. It's your boy Axiom. Hey, yeah. 
want to skip all that. Versus nobody's boy, Scripps. Scripps? Come on, that's one of your favorites. You love you some Scripps. You didn't even try. Reggie! <laughs> See, I like Reggie. Scripps can eat a dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at that. Look at that parkour. How could you not love that parkour? Ninja parkour. It was cooler when it was Reggie. God, he has some height. Kind of reminds me of Richie. Yeah, right? Very similar. Maybe they're brothers. He was an adopted then. Hey, to be fair, Axiom used to be a person without a mask, too. He was a kid. These two have a lot in common. <laughs> but Axiom was at least an upgrade. Maybe, maybe Reggie feels Scripps is an upgrade. Scripps is he lost a bet. <laughs> oh, Scripps sucker punch him when he went for Code of Honor. Look. Oh, look, he's revealed this Reggie. Where'd Reggie go? It'd be funny if next week he gets revealed as, as uh, a kid. And that's just the end of both gimmicks. <laughs> they broke up. Why are we doing this? How you holding up? All right. I'm fine. I want to say sorry about everything. Brooks, I never met. We already told you. You don't have to keep apologizing. You're good, man. Things were said, punches were thrown, but at the end of the day, we're family, man. Well, if I can't say sorry, then I want to say thank you. Thank you for not dropping me like a hot brick out there. <laughs> thank you for taking my damn head off with that lariat last week. It reminded me how hard you actually hit, baby. Me? Breeze, you got the hands of stone. What are you right, talking about? Top, brother. Yeah. It's good to have everything back to the way it was. Mm -hmm. It does feel good. I don't know which is which, but the guy in the right's acting sucks. He's like porn star bad. Tell me those stories later. This bar is peace. He's what messes this whole thing up. Porn stars. I meant like business stuff. You see well, if it's what? power dressing, you look way better now. <laughs> no, no, the land this bar is on, it's worth a lot. Maybe your folks can bring an investor in to help expand or sell a piece of land they're not using. But with that profit, that can set them up for the rest of their lives. They can run whatever they want and get some extra cash in their pocket too. The fuck, is this an infomercial now? Dang! Okay. All right, smarty fans. Excuse me, uh, Brooks? Uh, me and my friend are wondering if you'd like to have a drink with us. I'm, I'm having a good time catching up my friends, but thank y'all, y'all. Have a good night. All right. Looks like our little brother really has... That was the most unrealistic part of that whole thing. <laughs> anyway. Next up was a singles match. JD McDonough's final match in NXT versus Dragon Lee. JD's farewell match. Mm -hmm. So think he's part of the main roster now, right? That is wild. And a cool thing, he's gonna be on the same show as the guy who trained him. That's what it felt like, right? Quest an ITT Tech Financial Class commercial. Was like, <laughs> what was that? That was a Seth MacFarlane of fucking NXT segments. Dragon Lee is good, man. I want to see Axiom and Dragon Lee either be a team or fight each other. Oh, either way, it's a win, right? Oh, his balls. His normal size balls. 
Yeah, make sure you make that emphasis. You never know nowadays. Their ball size needs to be built with their height and weight. <laughs> That'll be something unique to WWE. Does we take this seriously like a sport? So we always need to know how many balls there are and what size they are, just like in any sport. Circumference, weight, density, all that stuff. Oh, okay, but I hope JD does really well on Raw, though. Oh, yeah, I think he'll be fine, man. He's solid as fuck. He's only gotten better every time I've ever seen him. God. But the only reason he was never UK champion was because Dragonoff was champion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, these guys went to war. They beat the fuck out of each other. Yo, JD fought this match like if he lost, they were going to resend the offer to send him on Raw. Yeah, they should have done that just to make it suspenseful that if he wins, Dragon Lee goes instead. It really make people shit pants. <laughs> It'll be like when when Archer got a spot taken by Morrison. Remember that? You took my spot. Oh my god, I remember. Jesus. Ah, oh, Noam Dar's slippery little ass with the distraction. Look at that. He helped JD even after JD threatened to take his trophy to Raw. One last devil inside on the way out. Yeah, fuck him up. He had no business out there. A Raw tag team is going to face a SmackDown tag team for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. That has never happened before. No, not at all. That's wild. <laughs> but listen, Alba and Isla, they can try to like shake their magic eight ball or conjure whatever goes, mm. you know what I'm saying? But we know what's really going to happen. Mm. They're not taking those titles of SmackDown off. No way. <laughs> no way. And how long have Island and Alba even been a team? I mean, like four months. And how long have we been a team? Solid four years, baby. Yeah, more like forever. <laughs> and we have the most successful title defenses. We have the longest title reign. Like, we got this. I know we got this. At the end of the day, this is where it started. This is where we became best friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if this is our last night in NXT, we're going out as tag team champions. Oof. There's no other way. No, not at nope. all. You know what this feels like? And when you win, you should make out. Don't even. I feel like I need a hug. Don't come back. <laughs> Oh, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, no, it's not, it's not, it's not. They were going to do that with Sonya and Mandy. At WrestleMania, they were going to make out and shit. And they backed out. That's where that whole storyline was going. Yeah, they backed down. Stephanie spoke with... I forget what the the statistics of it were. Oh, I remember it was because it was a triple threat of some sort, right? And I guess Asuka was in and everybody loved Asuka. And they were like, at the time, so we're going to job out Asuka and then have... Because they were going to have Sonya Deville lay down for Mandy Rose to win. To, pro- to profess her love for her and then they were going to kiss in the ring at Wrestlemania but then I, I forget who it was that looked at it and said you know like everyone is right now loving Asuka and Asuka has momentum you're going to have Asuka lose the championship and these two chicks are just making out in the ring at Wrestlemania <laughs> and when, <laughs> when they said it that way it sounded a lot worse than what it would have been like <laughs> <laughs> friends tonight I will give my own body for the schism I will endure pain and punishment for our collective good. Your sacrifice will not be in vain. You do us this honor, and we will dethrone his brothers in Gallus and claim tag team gold for the schism. Four roots, one tree. 
Yeah, and two releases. Do this for them, and then do something for you. What does that even mean? I guess we'll find out in the future. I know nothing happened today. And then they do this little package to show the different victims. With like fake tweets on the side about the shit. The fucking NXT parking lot got a, got a, got a fucking compilation. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is like the Bermuda Triangle for wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there, nobody knows what happened, but you did not come out okay. Anyway, singles match Joe Gacy with Ava, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler against Joe Coffey. With Mark Coffey Joe versus and Wolfgang. Joe. They had the two Joes. Two Joes enter, one Joe leaves. Yeah, right? So much for that cup of Joe that I wanted to do. Nah, man. You know, with Mark Coffey and Joe Gacy, it's perfect. Or, I'm sorry, with Joe Coffey. <laughs> because Joe has coffee in his name. So Joe Coffey and Joe Gacy, cup of Joe. Perfect, man. I love it. Can't believe we can get it. <laughs> This to me is like one of those missed opportunities, kind of like Tyler Bate getting a butler, and everywhere he goes, he goes around to call them masturbate. <sighs> like, I really wanted that, man, to this day. You know? <laughs> or Maven, eventually tag teaming with Raven, so we can have Maven and Raven during the Sunday Night Heat era. <laughs> like, all these fucking opportunities. They're breaking my heart here. But I really wanted masturbate, and I really wanted um, Cup of Joe. I would have taken Master Bay. I couldn't have done a cover Joe. I like Joe Coffey way too much to do cover Joe. <laughs> Joe Gacy going over. Thank Why'd they ask him if he's going to watch Danny's match? <laughs> Not your funniest joke, Damon. Um, no, my funniest joke would be thinking you can hang with me in that ring. Oh. Skodan, I'll take that bet. Young boy, I said I liked you. Don't make me put an end to the hype before it even starts. Damn, he's a good heel. Call him young boy. Yeah, he's good. So Tatum Paxley, big body Javi's partner. Having her, having a match against Danny Palmer in her debut. Yeah, use that big body mentality. Yeah, you know, you gotta think big body. Don't you let Holly down? It's the couch for you. She looks these. I mean, it's funny, like you said, this is somebody. All of these level up people are are there for the pickings to bring up to the main roster. Yeah, level up really does serve the purposes. Like they're getting these people ready for like a, a spot opens up on NXT. Be ready. Exactly. Nobody comes out of NXT level up and just looks like shit. <laughs> Ever. We we watch that show enough. Like they work them down there. Mm -hmm. 
Wait, so like the draft lottery was perfect because that's like that's a lot of spots that just opened up for you guys now. And the and the performance center is working well. I keep hearing these rumors about oh, we see the, the consequences of the performance center with how many people get injured. I don't think there's any. I mean, why would specifically the performance center be why they're getting injured? I don't know. I asked the IWC. They got the answer to fucking everything, right? Good frog splash. Also, let's look at it again. I don't know any girls that use frog splashes. That was cool. Yeah, Sasha Banks. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the one I think. <laughs> Somebody's taking over at the end there. Dude. Sounds like he's taking over. That's my dad right there. That's when he was with the Beverly Brothers. That's SummerSlam 1992 at Wembley Stadium against the Natural Disasters. Yeah, well, I will say this. Look at this crap. Yep, and it was for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Were you mad that they lost? Stone, I wasn't even born yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, he may never have been champion, but, you know, he had some injuries. What is but this? in my career... I will be champion. Wait, wait, Vaughn, is, is this you? Oh, that's nothing. No, that, don't what do you mean that's nothing? That, what, what is that, that picture? Is that no, you look, in that picture? Not, look, I don't want to talk about that. You just got drafted as a free agent. You could get a call from Raw or SmackDown at any time. Vaughn, you got to keep talking to me. What is that picture? I don't have to talk about anything. That's good for tonight. What the fuck's that picture, right? I, I don't know. Was he some sort of a cancer survivor or something? Are they going to turn him babyface with a cancer story? Which looks like it's a shoot story. Oh, I don't God. think they would take. I, I don't think they'd be dark enough to say, "Hmm, we're trying to do a Von Wagner storyline." Does anybody know where we could get pictures of a cancer baby that we could pull <laughs> off as Von? You know, like I would assume if we're going this route that this is a shoot that they're using in an angle, <laughs> right? Oh God! Because it would be really frowned upon. I won't say that anything can be legally done, but I would think it'd be really frowned upon for them to do casting for a cancer baby. Motherfuckers gave it up. Motherfuckers used a work baby. So I would like to think that this is really Von Wagner as a kid, and that we're all still at least that sane. You know, we can hope. 
But after doing this, you know what I mean? He's going to go from this monster to like, you could never fucking turn him heel again. You know what I mean? Are they sure they want to go this route? That's the end of his heel run forever. But then again, look at Roman. He turned babyface because he had leukemia and they still hate his guts now. <laughs> These motherfuckers will give a shit if you got cancer. You you live. Shut the fuck up. Hey, wow, they're going to use his cancer to turn him babyface. I don't know if that's commendable or desperation. Because it, it'd, be one, it'd be one thing. I hate to say it because it'd be one thing if this was the gimmick that he came in on. You know what I mean? And that's just what they decided to do. But f- because we've seen the terrible run he has, it instead looks like they tried everything. And at the end, we're like, fuck it. Let's just bring up his cancer. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like the cancer card. A tumor or cancer. Like Stacey said, he had a tumor. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if this would have been how he came in. Like, didn't we have a girl once that they brought in and it wasn't even that she had cancer. It's that she got scared that she had it. And that was yeah. her whole gimmick. I forget who it was, but they had somebody who they brought in and they were like, her whole gimmick was that she had a cancer scare, but was fine. And they somehow managed to make that a sympathetic story. You know, so with him, you know, they can do something very similar, I suppose, but he actually has it. That is interesting. Oh my God. Anyway. The final NXT Women's Tag Team title match possibly in NXT. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn defending their championships against the Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Winner takes their titles to either Raw or SmackDown. I love that, that Alba Fire and Isla Dawn say they're going to leave NXT in darkness, which literally they will because there'll be no title. No matter who wins. I wonder if they're going to let the champions like come back at NXT regularly and defend. Either that or those titles will become the Raw or SmackDown tag team titles. And they'll have two separate tag titles on a belt. On, on, a, on a brand. Yeah, one's a possibility. Maybe they don't want NXT to have tag titles anymore. With these teams gone, who would the tag champions be on this division? <laughs> I can't. I can't even think of any other tag teams. What are the other tag teams that we're missing? <laughs> can't even say them. Team Nine Hundred Two One Zero anymore because they split. They're on them. This might be the end of the tag division for anything. They might have realized that there's no fucking tag teams down here. I can't think of what are the other tag teams that they were. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that might be it. That, this might just be it. That's it, man. Where are the tag titles right now? Oh, right. It's, it's Liv and uh, Raquel. Yeah, yeah, Liv and Raquel on Raw. So. And Iladon and Albafire got drafted to SmackDown? Yeah. And they win this match, spoiler alert. So, yeah. Those are going to become the SmackDown tag titles then. As, uh, at least that's my yeah. theory. I can't think of any other teams down here. Yeah, unless unless they take some time and actually build some teams up, that's the only thing it could be. Yeah, and then they can always do a tournament or something later. Right now, this doesn't need teams. Some good double team shit in this, right? Oh my god, it's crazy. Like, they both have such good double team finishes. And that's it. The titles go to SmackDown. 
I gave you fair And now look at you. Much like a mad dragon when you were trapped. So Talking shit to Ela Dragnoff. That's life, that's life threatening action, sir. But our is next. Apollo Crew, what's up, man? Raw's newest superstar. Congratulations, my brother. Man, I appreciate that. I see you challenge Braun Breaker to a match. Yeah, I'm gonna take care of business. All right, man, that's admirable. Look, man, I just wanted to highlight you. I know we've had our wars in the past, but before I head to Raw, I gotta tell you, man, I see a lot in you. I know you got the ability to take over this whole place. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right now, Melo, he's got the spotlight as he deserves. Right. But you, Trick Williams, the definition of a superstar, you understand me? Yeah. And I know all the guys in the locker room only wish that they had the gifts that you have. Don't let that talent go to waste, all right? Mm -hmm. You keep grinding, stay true to you, keep busting your ass, and next year it's gonna be your name called the Raw SmackDown, you understand me? Bro. You don't know how much that means to me, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. Give him hell next week, all right? For real. Just, yeah. don't, just don't become Nigerian again. You got to get on TV for that to happen. Performance center for the very first time. I was a freshly turned 23-year-old with a hope and a dream. Because I was a fan of the black and gold era. Women like Bailey and Charlotte and Asuka who carved their own way in this industry. Legends who helped build the division to what it is today. Women who helped make this championship one of the most important titles in WWE. No one ever thought that I was gonna achieve this goal. They counted me out, people doubted me, until I found the way. A family with Johnny and Candace and Austin and my sexy Dexy. That was where I formed a bond with them, but also with you guys. Yeah, I got married right here in this very ring, a WWE wedding with no interruptions. I couldn't believe it. Just like I couldn't believe being at the top of that ladder, winning this title at Stand and Deliver. You know, a lot of people say that they want to be a fighting champion, but you don't always get an opportunity to prove that. Last week, I was in the medical room with a high ankle sprain, about to be taken out of the match, and I thought, hell no! <laughs> in our division, because I wasn't going to let my championship run end on the medical table. And then... And then came Friday, and I get drafted to Monday Night Raw. It's been a few days and I still can't believe it. And come Monday, May 8th, my new home will be raw. But right now, right now, just like when I was 23, the most important thing is NXT and this title. So starting next week, there'll be a tournament to crown a new NXT Women's Champion. 
culminating in four weeks at NXT Battleground in Lowell, Massachusetts. Ladies, good luck. And there's, there's just one more thing that I wanted to say before I go. It's a quote that I live by. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I like that. Part's great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great end to the storyline. <laughs> Love fucking Booker T. You heard them? It's somewhere Beth Phoenix is crying for her beloved index. That is amazing. That's going to go down in history. It's one of the amazing stories. Right. And then the fights continue. <laughs> didn't take long at all right it's like y'all y'all can't win the talk like what y'all do it <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much that booker t when you seen the hand pick up the belt you thought it was the nxt stalker <laughs> oh my god booker t had some interesting activities going on during this NXT because apparently oh, oh yeah I heard about this a fan was filming behind Booker T during Indy's heartwarming speech and what was Booker T doing he was ordering DoorDash wait, is this the right thing oh wait wait that's Booker that's actually Booker's podcast I'm sorry I got so confused I was like what the <laughs> fuck was that DoorDash got weird. There, there he is. There he is. Look, that's him. He's ordering fucking DoorDash. You see it? <laughs> During Indy's heartwarming speech. How could you? Ordering DoorDash, motherfucker. <laughs> what did you order? Was it worth it? <laughs> Must yeah, they ordered comfort food. <laughs> but yeah, I have his podcast here as well because he talks somewhere in here. I have the timestamp, but he talks in here about getting caught ordering DoorDash during <laughs> NXT. Is that fucking funny? You would order DoorDash from the announce table? Oh, that is great. <laughs> that shit is legendary. I've never heard, I've never even imagined some shit like that. It's all over my timeline. Was this video taken by a fan inside the performance center that has amassed 300,000 views and counting <laughs> of Booker T while Indy Hartwell is relinquishing the championship ordering DoorDash. 
Looking through all the options. So I just wanted to talk to you about ordering DoorDash during a live television broadcast last night. Look, it was the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) That had nothing to do with me. I knew I was going to be exiting the building shortly after that. I wanted my meal hot. They're ready to go when I got there. It's a problem with that. It's a damn shame, man. People, man. Inquiring minds want to know, though, what did you end up ordering? I got a chicken parm. Chicken parmesan. From? From Friday's. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see this video? I did see that video. I didn't do it with viral, though. Viral. Viral. 300,000 views and counting. I had nothing to do. I mean, good for Indy Hardwell. You know, I, 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 I made sure I got the last note in that I had to say, you know, which was, you know, when a man loves a woman, you know, it's a beautiful thing. That's, that's all I need to say in that segment. The camera wasn't on me, you know, but no, nah, yeah, I get it. I get it. People, you got to watch yourself at all times. That, that was my bad. Are you mad at the fan for taping you? You know, a little bit. That's on me. That's on me. I got to be on my P's and Q's. Uh, but but, but, but uh, no doubt, I was trying to make sure I get my meal ready and hot because I'm going to be out of there, bro. I had a long day. You know how long it, it had been since I had American food? Okay. That right there in itself should give me the right to do what the hell I wanted to do at that moment in time. But we got to take a break, guys. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that was so oh, great. Shit. I love his logic. Uh, Look, okay, it was the end of the show. I was about to be out them doors in a few minutes anyway. <laughs> I love that you remember the last line. For that segment, I only had to say one more line when a man loved a woman, and I did it. <laughs> like he specifically remember that means he was thinking that the fact that you remember that means that that shit was what he was thinking throughout that thing like once I get to when a man loves when I'm ordering fucking DoorDash <laughs> all I gotta do is just hit order <laughs> oh that is great NXT did 569,000 viewers with a point fourteen in the 18 to 49 demographic they are a real tragedy because sometimes their numbers really dip Last week at the spring break, and because it was spring break, and they did 647,000 viewers, but normally, by average, they're at about an average of 560,000 viewers, not really hovering too much above that. It's a great show. It's just a sandwich between so much wrestling, and it doesn't really have the popularity or the notoriety. They have to do something to change that. I mean, it could be worse. It could be like Rampage at 200,000, whatever fucking day they showed up last week. Yeah, I guess. At least they stay on the same night every week and pull those same numbers. What do we got going on here? A couple more stories, like I said. Nothing major. Let's move the massive stuff to the back. Just more like updates. Can't even call them stories. I guess the Gunther one can be called a story. I don't normally deal with personal affairs on here as much anymore, but uh, when it's entertaining. Exactly. First of all, Gunther, congratulations to Gunther, formerly Walter. We're getting married. Yep, got married to a former NXT UK women's wrestler, Ginny. Very cool. Yo, I've never seen him so happy. Yeah, he looks like a pretty happy guy. 
I mean, look, he could have died right after that picture and wouldn't have given a single shit. Mm-hmm. Well, this is him dancing. I guess she's Indian, right? Yes, this video killed me. Yeah, then he's doing like an Indian dance here or something. That man got chops and moves. That's quite the interesting uh <laughs> dance move. You better move, big there. man. You better move. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, very cool, you know. He's a big Yo, you teddy talk about bear. Somebody, you talk about somebody on top of the world on the verge of being the longest reigning intercontinental champion in history and got married. So the other, congrats to Gunther again. The other news is Leva Bates sent out a tweet saying, as of today, my contract with AEW has expired. Oh, shit. Sorry, wrong, wrong company. But the, last four, the last four years have been quite a ride. I've learned so much and grown ex- exponentially. I've seen wrestling history take place as someone who was on the team since before the first show. I appreciate and love all of the crew, staff. I should probably have gone to not dancing during this. All of the staff and Tana. I would cherish all our memories together. I've given my time, my focus, and my effort to the company, but now I've got to focus on myself, my future, and my career. I hope you all, my friends, fans, and loved ones, stay with me through this next chapter of my journey. I hope to make you all proud no matter where I go. Wow, so they no longer have blue pants. See you down the road, pants which are blue. But where there are tunnels, there are eventually light. Because Tessa Blanchard finally found the company that will hire her. Did you hear about this? Oh, wait, I did. Oh, God. Yeah, good old XPW. Oh. Oh. Blanchard will make her debut for XPW on May 27th at their event called Broken. Broken, Breet, and Scared? Is that a typo? Broken, Breet. I think it's Broken, Beat, and Scarred. Oh, Broken. Someone put in this article, someone put Broken, Breet, and Scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's what we're fuck? calling now. Broken, Breet, and Scared. Broken, Beat, and Scarred. Do you know how badly you had to have pissed off the wrestling world when XPW is the only place that'll sign you. Yeah, I actually do pretty badly, man. Like, all I'm saying is anybody who didn't watch the episode of Dark Side of the Ring, that company was founded by a guy who uses direct porn. See, but on the bottom here, it's written again as Broken Breed, and this time it's Broken Breed and Scarred. Yeah, but that that advertisement just says broken beat and scared, so they typed <laughs> that shit twice. <laughs> Two different ways. Yo, they got the, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They got 
they got the second word wrong the first time, and then the second time they got the second, third, and third word wrong. Yo, ringside, I'm, I'm calling you out, ringside. I don't normally see this. Is why I don't even credit. Well, first of all, the sheets are all clickbaity. They just take the fucking wrestling observer and they break it up into articles. So you know, it's plagiarism anyway. But holy shit, it came up fucking twice. <laughs> Yo, it's bad enough when you fuck up once. It's a completely different story where you fuck up two different ways. Like, bro, I need bro. one of y'all need bro, to go back to grade school. <laughs> by the second point in the article, I was about to Google Breet. I was like, what is Breet? I've never heard this before. <laughs> oh, you think that's a word? <laughs> like, it came up fucking twice. <laughs> Did nobody check that before the tweet? Oh my god. Yeah. And you're right. Like you're right. They have this big ass poster to go by. Like it's right there. <laughs> it confused the fuck out of me because I'm looking at the words. I was like, yeah, damn poster. I, I had the article covering my whole screen, so I wasn't even I didn't put the poster for you guys, but I wasn't even looking at it. So I'm just reading the article. I should have broken breed and scared the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw Breed that second time. I was like, it has to be Breed. He fucking did it again. <laughs> My God, it's Beats. Bro, he fucking put quotations both times. 27th at their event called, quote unquote, Broken Breed. There's fucking, there's fucking quotes there. Like, he's emphasizing it. That's why I'm like, he had to have meant what he said. He put the quote both times. <laughs> Oh God! All right. So, so what? Just what we're telling it? What we're basically saying oh, that I'm broken, breed, and scared. Tessa <laughs> Blanchard is getting a hypodermic needle in the titty. All right, cool. Oh my God! Welcome yeah. back to wrestling, Tessa. Welcome back in a hardcore federation. That's not even hardcore. That's just shit. Oh my God! The last story that we'll get into will be this writer strike. That's basically going on. You guys have been here before. It's happened in your lifetime a few times at least by now. But you get the gist of it. The Writers Guild of America goes on strike. This happened about three or four days ago. And this causes the shutdown of television and film productions until the WGA Labor Union and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers can agree upon a new contract. But basically that means whatever shows are happening now, any series you could think of. One time this happened and we got replacement writers and then all the shows sucked for like a year and then all had to like either get canceled or come back. But right now, most shows are being canceled. Like if you look, even basic shit like Jon Stewart has a show. It's like a night show type thing that's canceled. Most of the stuff that that occurs on a regular basis is all like off right now. A lot of you probably don't even know because you don't really watch shit regularly, like regularly scheduled programming. But you'll start to feel it with the series. Like, you'll start feeling it in HBO, Peacock, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu. Like, we're talking everything when it comes to the Writers Guild of America. Like, right now, whatever you have is what you have. It's, the, it's like entertainment apocalypse. It's the pandemic all over again, but for a different reason. Nobody's dying, just entertainment. That's essentially the situation <laughs> that we're in. So people were wondering. They were like, wow, suddenly everything stopped when it comes to television. What are we going to? What's going to happen when it comes to wrestling? And like I just finished saying, it's being basically said that in the short term, there's nothing to worry about because WWE and AEW are non-union productions. Remember? Look at that. It actually fucking came back and saved us in the end. Ha ha! 
Look at that. All these years. Why aren't we unionized? Why aren't we unionized? Why aren't we unionized? Then a strike happens, and guess what? The only fucking things right now that are not going through anything are WWE and AEW because they don't have to worry about that shit. There's no union to go on strike. So everything's going to be the same as before. The WWE employee um, employees um, for Raw SmackDown NXT um, and all of that are going to be fine. AEW even more specifically has an advantage because WWE you have to look at this from a corporate standpoint right just to break it down in layman's terms for you guys WWE uses writers that are not in a union right AEW took it a step further because they don't use fucking writers <laughs> they were they were good no matter what happened. I'm not even kidding that's not a joke I'm dead serious WWE doesn't have to worry because they, their writers aren't unionized. AEW doesn't have to worry. They don't have writers. I thought they did. I honestly thought that they did. I was the one who a few times I have theorized there are none. I can confirm to you now as a result of the strike that there are no writers for them to worry about because they don't have any. So, yeah. There are no writers over there. The writers that exist are only in WWE and they don't really even have to worry about that. But if this strike lasts long enough, what will basically happen with being reported is that companies like NBC, Discovery, all of these companies are going to need programming to fill the void. Kind of like during the pandemic. And that will be when they turn to wrestling. Just like during the pandemic. And then they'll have to start making original programming for WWE, AEW, Impact, whoever. So that there's stuff on television. Remember that like WWE was one of the only things running during the pandemic because it was like the last stance. They're like the last stand on entertainment. You know, they're like the Alexandria of entertainment. When the world goes down, they'll be the last people producing shit. So, you know, for anyone that's wondering what's happening, this is what's happening. <laughs> what do you think about that? Are you going to miss your favorite shows? Or are your favorite shows all wrestling related anyway? Most of my favorite shows are the wrestling related or the throwbacks nowadays. There's like I got like a few current favorites. Some of them are on hiatus currently, so hopefully this shit gets sorted out before that's over. Yeah, I started watching Succession, but only because we remember in that shoot that we planned here when they asked Seth Rollins what was going on with Vince and Triple H and all the corporate firing. He said, "You ever seen the show on HBO Succession? Watch that, and you understand." So I was like, "I will," and I started watching. <laughs> you, it. you did tell me you legit started watching that. I will. It is. It reminds me. It, it is a lot like Yellowstone, but instead of a ranch, it's like corporate shit. This suits and building like people fuck each other. There's like a father who owns the company, and like he kind of every now and then he kind of teases that the son's gonna own it, but then he yanks it back. And uh, you know, I watch it, man. I'd watch it. It's entertaining. Really good. I watched only like the first two or three episodes, but yeah, Succession. There, I have like five seasons of that to go through before I'm caught up to where the strike is, though. Nice. Yeah, you know, like that's like an older show. Like that's still it's still being aired right now. So I'm gonna have a good old time with that one. Like I mean, hey, long, long, long as it's over before Cobra Kai and Euphoria come back, I'm good. Well, Cobra Kai and Euphoria are both in danger now. They're part of the writers' union for sure. You probably one of two things will happen with Cobra Kai and Euphoria. Um, they'll either not come back or they'll come back with shitty writers. That's what uh, happened. Remember Heroes? If you watch Heroes Season 2, like the first season seemed like a promising show. Season 2 was weird. That was different writers. <laughs> like that was the writer strike, guys. Uh, Think back to anything you watched back then and you were like, man, that was weird. Like that was the fucking, that was the replacement writers. 
you could go trace it back. So right now, Cobra Kai. I, I'm surprised you like Euphoria that much. I watched like the first half of the first season and then I, I just stopped. I don't oh, yeah, like I, it. Or I, I freaking I love yeah. Euphoria, especially when he gets to season two. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I got to go back to it. I watched like the first half of the first season. And hey, you know what? Now I have time with the right. I'm telling you, man, go out. for it. I'll watch it with you. It's but yeah, shit. the daily, the, with the nighttime television, the talk shows, anything daytime and nighttime specifically, anything where you see somebody sitting in a chair and there's like a stage of a live studio, and it's, they're, they're fucked. All of those shows, like Tonight Show type stuff, Daily Show type stuff, just anything, any any of the morning ABC stuff, like they're fucked across the board. Like I don't, I'm not, I I wish I, I wish you know what I'm gonna watch regular television. I want to see what they do. <laughs> like what's gonna be on here? They probably just run reruns of the same things. You know, it's not gonna be anything. Run an old episode of everything until you get this shit sorted. No one consume most of their media through TV anyway. But anyway, that's what's gonna happen. That's where our futures are. I I really wanted to get the fuck out of here, but these that story, these stories are all like super important <laughs> to the to the immediate future of the fabric of our lives. So I figured let's just knock them out of the box today. Exactly. And last and lastly, dynamite. And uh, we'll finally do our predictions for anyone who's still conscious or catches the vod. I know everybody catches the vod. It is the one thing everybody catches the vod. So I don't care about uh, the live views. That brings us to AEW. Dynamite episode 187 that came to us from Baltimore, Maryland, CFG Bank Arena. Tony Khan hit those 50,000 sales. He announced it just before this came on. They sold 5.2, they made 5.2 million euros, 6.5 million dollars. 50,000 tickets sold in the preset, which was the amount that they put up. So, congratulations to him. They also mentioned that the ticket sales were, uh, like, they sold them cheaper than normal tickets because they were worried about filling out the house more than, like, with a WWE, they would prioritize how much the house makes. They're worried about how much the house fills at this point. Just a little observation. Way to go, man. You want to fill one. You want to fill Wembley up, so. Jericho shows up being a troll. There's an eight-man tag team match. Adam Cole, Bandito, Orange Cassidy, and Roderick Storm against the Jericho Appreciation Society's Angela Parker, Daniel Garza, Armin Garcia, um, Jake Hager, and Matt Menard. We got Roddy. It's amazing, right? Poor Bobby Fish. He's places. Yeah, he wound up all by himself. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Rampage and Dynamite were both good, man. Like, I really enjoyed the matches that we were having on these shows. Yeah, both shows really both shows went really well this week. Mm-hmm. Like, number aside, both shows actually did a really good job, so. Hey, why is Bandito a best friend now? <laughs> because everybody's a best friend at some point. <laughs> That's so random. 
ahead on points at this point. Adam Cole standing on the ringside. He's embarrassed for himself. Here he is, he's dominated this, this eight-man tag team match. Look at that dance, Shivani. Now, no. stunned on millionaire. Oh, what the fuck was up with that dance, bro? Okay. Yeah, right. Welcome back, Roddy. Ah, that looked rough. He caught the back of his head there. You saw that? The catch and... The Messiah of the Backbreaker. Looking for that tandem DDT, Garcia. Garcia did it. He's sitting in it. Oh! Talk about strong. Oh, man. Not done, and... Glad to see Adam Cole recover from that concussion. It was looking a little bit rough for there for a while. That is one of my favorite finishes just because he got that pin and immediately he's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> no pageantry, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the pull apart. Security staff members are here. Completely out of control. We have to go back to our colleague, Renee Pichetra. Gentlemen, tonight there's huge implications on the main event of Double or Nothing. How are you guys feeling about teaming up together tonight? You know, Renee, Darby and I may not like each other too much, but we got a couple things in common. We have busted our asses to get to this moment right here, right now. You and I have never main evented a pay-per-view either. And we are going to main event Double or Nothing for the World Championship. This is it, Jack. We are walking into Double or Nothing number one contenders, and me or you are walking out with the gold. Tonight, it's showtime. They're still doing the pull apart. It's still going. Ah. That you don't think there's going to be anybody in the future better than you. Well, here's the thing. I am better than any wrestler who has ever come before me. And if I'm not, it's one of these men. There will be wrestlers in the future better than me because of what we've built. I hope Wheeler Yuta. We want AEW to be the best wrestling company that there ever has been. We are just blades searching to sharpen each other. And then all going across your forehead. Elite was innovative when they were on the precipice of oh. cutting edge professional wrestling. Now, I don't know. Next week, Steel Cage, Moxley, Omega. Yeah, it does. 2019, 2020, may as well have been a decade ago. Every day we get better. Every day we get more dangerous. It's Wednesday in Detroit in a steel cage. I promise you this. Hell of a mark. Steel cage. Wouldn't it be funny if he didn't bleed in the cage? Grab the, the, the biggest twist of all, the Shyamalan level twist. <laughs> Singles match: Saray with Ruby Soho and Tony Storm against Willow Nightingale. Willow should win because she didn't wear the shirt and she didn't support domestic violence or whatever they said. Willow's coming along. She's domestically sound. <laughs> Willow's fucking crazy strong. Look at that running Death Valley driver. <laughs> Jesus, the doctor bomb as a finisher. Yeah, see, that's a, these ropes lately have been fucking people up in both companies. So they got these ropes woven tight. Turn and now. Oh, the good night. Soraya. And an 
That was impressive because Will ain't exactly small. Nope. Oh, you got swerved. This can't be happening. This is Sheeta. Brent is back. She was just outside. Oh, you got swerved twice. Swerved two electric boogaloo. I don't, I don't understand that angle. Even though it was entertaining to watch, like, why would they think that Sheeta was just suddenly on their side? Right, Sheeta's been here since the beginning. These titles. They serve as a reminder that in this company there are those that get away with murder following the rules. We will not let tradition fade. No shortcuts, no escapes. Any three competitors teaming up will have a shot. You will not be safe on the outside. You will not run away when it gets hard. There is no easy way out. You will fight or submit. Why? Because it's fair and balance is all we have. Come all. Just the house. Always. And now this is really weird. This is the Tres de Mayo, Tres de Mayo Trios Battle Royal. QTV, you need to move along. I heard the Q and QT means Q and on. We about to win in easy fashion. The claim draws more money than Lamar Jackson. So yeah, this is the Trust de Mayo Trios Battle Royale. The Lucha Bros, Pento, Settlement, and Ray Phoenix. Um, and El Hijo de Vikingo with Alex Abrahantes against The Butcher and The Blade. With Kip Sabin and Penelope Ford against The Acclaims, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster and Billy Gunn. Against The Dark Orders, Alex Reno, Evil Uno, and John Silver. Versus the QTV guys, Aaron Sonopals, Hobbs, and QT Marshall with Harley Cameron. The Varsity Athletes, Ari Davari, Josh Woods, Tony Neese with Mark Sterling. A bunch of fucking teams. Just bodies everywhere. Yeah. Hobbs, you piece of shit. You eliminated my boys. They're just throwing people out. Fuck you, Hobbs. No. Hobbs is racist. Don't, 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 don't say that because the IWC will jump on this real quick. You know the motherfuckers don't need logic. Now, why? This is the only company I've seen. Look at how many people have fought each other over who gets to do the scissoring thing. <laughs> Grown ass men fighting over who gets to scissor. The times have changed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a shit. It's a shit times. <laughs> Goodbye. The f double famousers. Like father, like son. My black son. <laughs> this would be daddy. My black gay son, right? They make him <laughs> really turn him baby face. He hit all of the all of the good bullet points. Hefty check that you received from MJF. The two of you need to work together tonight to ensure that that main event doesn't become a pillars four way. How are you feeling? Sammy! I watched the show back last week. There was no one in that car. You left me. Friends don't leave friends. I should have been honest with you, and I wasn't. And now I really, 
So for over a year now, I have had severe chronic back pain during this company. And last week I had a huge flare and I knew if I didn't lay down flat in the backseat of that car, not going to go away. And I should have been honest with you, but I was afraid you were gonna think I was a wimp and that you wouldn't want to be my friend anymore. And I just, you're right. I'm a horrible friend and you deserve better. Max. I should have never doubted you. Can you please talk to the people about the main event tonight? You marks are gonna be in the mud because the main event is double or nothing. It's gonna be MJF versus Sammy Guevara, That's baby. right. Me and he's gonna lay down for me like a little bit. I mean, like my best friend. Theme songs are mashed up music? tonight. Yeah. Mash up music? Yeah, baby. Oh my God, thank you. Friends hug. Oh, highlights don't catch them kissing on the lips. What a shame. Ooh. I'm so We're all inclusive here in AEW. Got this big grandiose plan to reveal to the whole world. Iron sharpens iron. Wait, wait, wait. You got a plan, John? That's a new one. Look at this, John. Every day I get out of bed and I have to look at that as a reminder of what you did to me. Suspected skull fracture, 23 stitches. You might have the heaviest hands in professional wrestling, John, but in a battle of wills between those heavy hands, that talent, you lose every time, but you're blind to it because you are a sick twisted narcissistic sociopath and you're gonna find out in detroit it's all gonna come to an end when you meet the god of pro wrestling when you meet me between those ropes john you know there's no planet in this universe where you can touch me when you surround that ring with a cage yeah we all know you can fight i know better than anyone you might make me bleed you might make yourself all hot and bother to make yourself bleed but at the end of the day john everything everything comes to an end in detroit you're not going to be the one left standing. This whole effort between you and the BCC is going to be fruitless. What you did to Takeshita, what you did to Don, you made it personal. Mm, serious shit. I love Wolfpack's coming out. Dun dun dun, and that's Wardlow. <laughs> Against Logan LaRocks? La Doesn't matter who he is. Look at that fucking bump he took. Watch this. Oh. Wash match just for the sake. Stocks versus Juice Robinson. They said it. And here it is. Juice is looking good here, man. Yeah, Juice is looking excellent, you know? He's, he's Bullet Club gold, right? Does everything they wear have to have gold on it? I'm assuming so, right? I don't know. He doesn't have any gold on him right now. Is he trying to remain consistent? Come on, guys. Yikes. Knees up there. Comes up favoring that back two 
Like, I don't know what that was gonna be, but it ain't work out. Nope. That is a dope spear and the Rochambeau. Good night, Irene. Bill, you gotta always watch your back. No, that's not Bill. No, that guy can wrestle. That's Jay. He's Bullet not in seven foot skinny. They have the same fucking beards. <laughs> Double or nothing. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yo, let's go. I'm trying to fight. I'm just trying to talk. A long time ago, I told you, cut the whole goody two-shoes routine. You could be at the top of this sport. I still think me and you, we can be on top of this company, man. I mean, for crying out loud, look what I've done for Sammy. He has never had more money. He's never had more fame. He's never had more airtime. And he's never been more over. Just think what I could do for you and your career. All you gotta do tonight. Love you like a brother, but you're not world champion material. What I'm offering you is a spot next to the throne. I ain't looking for a spot next to the throne. I'm looking for the crown. And at double or nothing, I'm the next world champion. Without being a piece of trash like you. I don't want any trouble, man. Just probably talk. I would love for all four pillars to turn heel and make a stable, almost like a four horsemen. That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Like, I don't really like any of their gimmicks enough separately that I wouldn't sacrifice it to do, like, a fortune, like the way TNA used to have or anything. That would be cool. I know they're not going that way. Imagine these three and Sammy Guevara teaming up in their own stable. It'd be a nightmare for the rest of the roster to deal with. Like, if it, with all this back and forth shit, they all turned out to be in on it together as a stable. I think that would be, like, a really cool angle to do. Vest and fucking scarves. And collab music. Hated this. I hate when MJF and Sammy Guevara lay on their gimmicks a little too thick. The two of them together is like a little it's like sugar on ice cream. But I I feel like like I said, again, these four guys, if they would have done something to bring them together at some point, I think they could do something really special. It could be dangerous if they pull that off, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that that's what they need. Not them against each other. I like this stuff because it's establishing them as the four pillars and they have a rivalry. But if down the road, man, these four get together, 100%. As it relates to Jesus. That we are going to stay with you know what? It was a good call. I, let me tell you why. Played a pillars match, right? They would have disqualified MJF and Sammy. That's messed up. If you did in WWE, you get fired for strangling somebody with a scarf. Look at that. That's exactly why he did it here. <laughs> I don't know if that rule still applies out there. I don't even know what the, what the rules are. We'll probably have to get it approved, which I don't think they will approve. Hot tag time. Jungle tag. Get in there. You see, one of the smart things that the guys do when they do those tope suicidas is they lift their legs back. You can guarantee that they clear that middle rope. Yeah, they lift their legs back completely. 
their legs are hooked back behind them. Like someone who's easy doing a, a splash, you know? That was incredible. <laughs> I've never seen that shit before. Like, what a way to counter that shit, right? You got him. MJF is a brilliant wrestler. Yeah, he ain't going. That was rough. Spite. That was a tough landing, man. It was. To get a big senton right away. And here comes the arguing. Blind tags. I am so glad this is happening. Uh-oh. So much for that friendship. I like that finish because Darby kind of established like, yeah, like we're partners, but I'm going. You got two choices: get the fuck out of the way or eat it. That was that was a Vegeta moment, not for nothing. It was. Really look at that. Remember, remember the, the the Metal Cooler movie? He did the Big Bang attack. He didn't bother to wait to make sure that Goku was gonna leave. Didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> he thankfully teleported, but you know, fuck him. If I hit him, I hit him. We win regardless. Fuck it. I was a dope. I, I like that dynamite, man. That was a good dynamite. Oh yeah, very well put together. Now it's a fatal four-way match, which kind of ruins it, but whatever. Dynamite did 776,000 views with a point twenty-eight in the 18 to 49 demographic, down from the 863,000 with the point same point twenty-eight that they did the previous week and 830,000 the previous week before that, but it was still at point twenty-eight. No matter how many people tune it, whether it's 776,000, 863,000, 830,000. The same point twenty eight in the eighteen to forty nine demographic are always there. It's the rest of the people, the fifty beyond and the seventeen men below that are fluctuating. But it's literally yeah. by these numbers you can tell that they have a consistent point twenty eight. You know, so very interesting to uh to see there. All right, anyway. Our last stop on this journey. We just got to do some predictions for that Saturday pay-per-view. Don't forget, we're going to be doing a watch-along all day. 7 p.m. is going to have the kickoff. And then from then on, we're going to have our matches, as always. Going to start off with the first match. Seth freaking Rollins versus Omas. They've been very high on Omos lately. I could easily see them putting him over in this. Over the man with the chance in the London train station? Yeah. Mm, I don't know, man. You know, you, know, you, you know what that does for your career when you beat a man who gets chance and not sit in the train station? And I can and just because I want to see him walk through said train station like you chant now, motherfucker. I see it being Rollins all the way. I got to go Rollins here. I couldn't imagine him losing 
Unless he gets screwed over by fucking MVP or something, which I don't think they'd, they that would even do it. I'm going Rollins here. You could be right, but I gotta go Rollins. I yeah. think it would be ridiculous. It's just weird to put him in this match and not have him win, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, not really. You know, just to have a match. He's not better than than, than yeah. uh, Rollins. Next, we get the United States Championship. Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Yeah, I think, yeah, keep it rolling with Theory. Austin Theory wins it and, and, and keeps it, right? Yeah, he's been great as champion. That was an easy one. Yeah, IWC, he's been great as champion. Mm-hmm. All right, that was pretty cut and dry. Yeah, because Bobby Lashley, uh, I don't think that he needs a mid-card title belt right now. Bronson Reed, it, it could go in for the upset, though. And but then Reed's going to Raw, too. Yeah, so what? The Raw already has one mid-card title. I don't know if it works that way anymore. Like where if you have the title, the belt comes to you or if you come to the belt. Just because Triple H said that with that new title, there's going to be both Raw and SmackDown people competing for it. But at the same time, he said that this title and the champion are going to be designated to Raw. So what happens since SmackDown people are also competing for what happens if a SmackDown person wins it? They become designated to Raw. So I'm thinking based on that. What happens if Bronson Reed wins it? Does that mean that he gets... He, by winning the opposite title, do you now draft yourself away? I can see that being the case since the, since the United States title got basically drafted over with Theory. That, that's now um, SmackDown's belt. Yeah, because I thought that was the strangest uh, revelation of Triple H. Where it's like, this is a Raw title, but people from SmackDown and Raw could compete, but that champion will be exclusive to Raw. So, are you, But you this draft- backlash feels like at least... Minus the the new world title because that's getting decided night of champions. This feels almost like a last little bit of like a dribbling for the draft. Like if somebody wins a title and they're on the opposite show, that's like the last time they're gonna be switched. Right. This one's interesting. I don't think it will be Ross I think you're right with Austin Theory, but I could see that being an interesting thing if they wanted to go that route. Yeah. Alright, next we got the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defending against EO Sky. Um, I think I mean, yeah, Bianca's keeping this one because I think what's going to happen is her and Rhea are going to swap titles, and they haven't established EO as a singles competitor enough on the main roster for her to be beating Bianca. But they've been foreshadowing EO Sky and the potential that she has and the waste that it is with her being in damage control. If they wanted to have her win and then have Bailey do like what he did with, with Triple H, they would Randy Orr and have the damage control girls just fucking turn on her and start her singles run. It's all kinds of shit here. Bianca's had a long, long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where EO's been really I mean, yeah, the, the titles are getting swapped regardless. So then she would just get the SmackDown. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, if, even, if they even have to, because that whole title shit is weird. I hate when they swap titles like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. That bothers me. Like, well, that, <laughs> That's why I'm never for the champions being eligible, just because it makes things messy when that first pay-per-view comes around. Like, so does the counter reset? Like, right now, whatever Bianca Belair's run is, does does her number counter reset when she switches the so, title? So, yeah, what, what's going to happen is, um, let's say Bianca reta- retains a backlash. That's the last day of her Raw Women's Championship run. And That's then the SmackDown uh, title is going to be a fresh championship run. But you see what I mean? Like your title run gets taken away without you losing. 
because you had to switch titles with the other brand's thing. That's such a dumb shit to do. Like at that yeah. point, you may as well just give it to Yield then because she's gonna have it's like the the streak's broken anyway, and we and and it's like the title's not gonna do anything for somebody who's already as over as Bianca. I would just take it off of that. Like like to me, that's what would have made the difference. If the streak stays like with Roman, no matter what title you hold, then I wouldn't take it off for her yet because it's been a long streak. But if she loses just because of the fucking draft, then you may as well try it on Io. You know, wouldn't hurt for Io to win, but. We'll see what happens. Though. I'm gonna go with Io just because if if what you're saying is correct and the fucking number gets reset, then yeah, why not? You know, it almost takes away the value of the title. Part of the reason you give somebody a long title run with a long thing like that is because of the prestige that it gets and how you put the title over doing that. So that's kind of disappointing. Shame because um, that girl had a monster of a run and nobody ever got the right to outright beat her. Yeah, they could solve this problem very easily. All they'd have to do is do like things used to be. Back back during the uh, 2001, we had the WWE Championship on one show. We had the WCW Championship on another show. And whether it was Raw or SmackDown, it didn't matter because they weren't they didn't have the name of the show in the title. One was the Raw, one was the WWE World Championship, and one was the WCW Championship. It could be on either show. Then we, then eventually they called it the World Heavyweight Championship instead of the WCW Championship, right? So then we had the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship, formerly the WCW Championship. Yeah. But you see how the, the belt those, wasn't locked to one show. Yeah, but when you call it the fucking SmackDown or Raw Championship, that's what's creating this problem. Because then the belt can't go wherever. That, those are dumb names for the belt. Just call it. Go, just call it the old way. You know. Just make it like it used to be. It's like cut that shit out. The women should have a WWE championship and a women's world heavyweight championship. The end. And not red and blue well, either. Let's say what did you do? What they used to do back in the early two thousands? It was what was it like? Raw used to have the women's title, and then that and that was the only women's title. Yeah. All right, next match is Matt Riddle and, and and the tag team champions, the undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Bloodline, Jimmy and Jay and Solo Sokoa. And this isn't like for any titles, right? Nope, no titles on the line, just Blood Feud. Literally. I don't know. I think Riddle, uh, Owens, and Zayn are taking this because Jimmy and Jay are somehow going to fuck it up. And then they got to go back to SmackDown and answer to Roman. But the like, like the rolling thing with the bloodline lately is that. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, really, is this leading anywhere with the with the problems with the use? See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out exactly where it's going. Cause. I guess establishing even through the way down together the fact that Solo specifically was drafted with Rome. Now Solo is Roman's favorite. Randomly in that drawing where like half of them are going to be drafted the other. Like yeah, they created that issue for the drama happened to wind up on the other show because it was just a shuffle of superstars. Like it's not like they control that. If you look back on the SmackDown chart, the Uso, you know. So it's not so who's to split them up, you know? 
It's just there, and then you got a case with like the OC where they all came over together. The bridge that they threw in there. Oh yeah, for sure. But I'm saying like it was to create tension. But nonetheless, it wouldn't in the storyline. It wouldn't be because of Roman or Paul. They don't control who was selectable in the in the SmackDown list of people that day. You know, so I don't think that's something that like within the bloodline was like a conspiracy. And if it was, it was a shitty conspiracy because ultimately the following day they did, the following Monday they did get selected anyway to be with the rest of them. Right. <laughs> so you know, that was a shitty booking. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that maybe just to keep the momentum of them losing their losing streak, their fuck up streak. Next thing is to have a miscommunication between Solo Sokoa and the Usos during this yeah. this uh this three way or this triple threat or whatever. Three man tag. Yeah, ever since they lost those tag titles, things haven't been great for the Usos. So. Yeah, let's keep it going. Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega for the Rhea Ripley defending the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't, I like Zelina. I just don't see this being it, man. No, I saw a clip resurface the last time those two were in the ring together. All I'm saying is Rhea dragged that girl from the from the. The, the edge of the ring to the center and then retire her. Yeah, this this ain't gonna so ain't gonna have a great showing, but mommy about to whoop that ass. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's a filler match just to represent. Next we get yeah, and Rhea just got that Rhea just got that championship. So San Juan Street Fight, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Is ba- is Bunny gonna jump with the choke slam this time? Yeah, this is Damian Priest has to win. I don't care how much people like Bad Bunny; he's it's, gonna get his ass kicked. It'd be weird for Bunny to win this against a wrestler. No way, man! I don't give a fuck what kind of hardcore match it is. You know, like Bunny's been fantastic in the ring and all, but like it's Damian Priest. Yeah, I'm going Bunny all the way here. Anyway, final match. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Cody's gonna catch him. You think so? I, I think so. Like, it's not. I, I I don't see them feuding past it, so it'd be weird. I'd like maybe it's just, maybe that's my brain thinking. I think it'd be weird Cody, for Brock to win. Cody doesn't win. I just see it getting thrown out or something. Yeah, it's true. Because this isn't. It's not like it's no rules or anything. Like it does disqualifications and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe like like, maybe like Cody's emotions take control, and then he gets himself. Yeah, I can see that. I would love for Cody to go over here, but I think the more practical thing would be something like that happening, which would be a shitty way to end the pay per view. So I think I might go over even to you and just say Cody, just because you should have a definitive ending at the end of something like this. First time back in Puerto Rico, backlash pay per view. You know, Cody just came off of a loss at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar doesn't need it. It's not going to hurt him. It helps make Cody. There's no reason not to give it to Cody in the situation. And especially because you know Cody's going to be one of those names that's going to be brought up when it comes to finding, finding the uh, Raw's first new world champion. So it'd be weird yeah. to have him lose to Brock and then go on that journey. Yeah, so it could possibly be the DQ, but there's no harm whatsoever in Cody going over here. This would help enhance him. So, yeah, I'm going to go Cody Rhodes, hopefully. Going for Cody. Going for Cody. Fantastic. Also, don't forget, this Saturday, coming up, 
8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, most likely with a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff, Saturday night, Backlash, and in this very channel, twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, we will be doing a watch-along. We're going to hang out. If you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, tune in, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you're listening to this from, come to the Twitch area and you can enjoy it with us live thank you to everybody who hung out tonight this has been a great one don't forget that there are other things that are going to be happening on the channel throughout the rest of the week so if you like more than just wrestling come see what other stuff we stream otherwise of course the audio will be up week delay for those of you listening on the podcast and we will be in the chat room exclusively with the saturday watch along Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 573, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyre, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. Happy wrestling, everybody. See you in Sun 1. Shut it down.